Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 146. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and it is our Treehouse of Horrorthon! Woo! The seventh Treehouse of Horrorthon, in fact, and joining us for this spooky event is David Malloy. Hello. And here, as always, except when he's not, because he's a ghost. I don't know. Sure. BT Calloway. This is how I find out. I mean, uh... <laughs> And thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Now, because the Treehouse of Horror episodes work fundamentally different to a Simpsons episode, we like to have this biannual tradition of the Treehouse of Horrorthon. And thank you for joining us for the first time, David. I'm so stoked. This was like exactly what I wanted to get in on from the first time that I heard about you guys doing this podcast. <laughs> like all I wanted was those nasty, nasty Simpsons jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm ready. Well, yeah, you're a, you're a man of a uh, spooky, you're a spooky fan man. <laughs> I do. I am of the spooky persuasion. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Cause you, you had a podcast. Um... Uh, yes. I had nothing to fear. Nothing um, to fear. Yes. Which sadly is retired now. Mm-hmm. I'm oh. in the works on a new podcast at the moment with someone who is a little less keen on horror than I am. So that's that's <laughs> an, an interesting, interesting dynamic. Yeah, it is. It's a great dynamic. She's mm. fantastic. But like, you know, adapting anyone to horror is always such a tricky, you know, yeah. headspace to, to exist in. Yeah, absolutely. I think actually this is kind of what The Simpsons did very well as well. They sort of shined a light on a lot of these horror movies and sort of gave you a a fun, friendly path in, even though some of these Treehouse of Horror episodes can be, yeah, quite gruesome at times. And mm-hmm. yeah, do you have any favorite Treehouse of Horror segments from the classic era? I was just thinking of the one where the kids were being minced up and turned into pies at school. Oh. I, I remember that one because that one scarred me when I was younger. Yeah, harrowing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure nothing will happen to the two Simpsons children. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, all just a dream cop out, and then the whole family gets turned inside out. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was that episode. Yeah, (laughs) that that scarred the hell out of me when I was young, and now I think it's hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) I've had that song stuck in my head for two decades. (laughs) Yeah. All right, but, you know, we'll talk about classic Treehouse of Horror later when we get to the classic episode, but in Simpsons Index tradition, we start with the HD era, and we just watched season... 26 episode 4 treehouse of horror xxv 25 first released in october of 2014 it was directed by matthew fawn fawnan fawnan yeah but there's another n in there all oh, right so that's not like the matthew fawn who did kick ass right no. like, okay good good <laughs> and written by stephanie gillis i usually go in this episode but i'm not going to summarize three plots right now but just overall opinions what did we think it was okay, and then it was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the first two were, I don't know, like, from the standard that the other HD episodes that I've seen mm. on this show have set, they were doing okay. Yeah. And then, oh, boy, that landing. That oh. was an interesting one, wasn't it? Yeah. Are we going in order, or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, breaking Simpsons Index tradition, we <laughs> are going to be speaking about these segments in order, but we won't be talking about the actual segment events in order. <laughs> they'll, they'll get it. <laughs> also, tune into Thrones of Game, the only Game of Thrones which watches the series backwards. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's hook into these segments. The first one being, oh, did we have anything to say about the intro thing with the late night show style intro? Oh, look, I thought the, the premise of the gag was good. They're yeah. introducing 
the various different celebrities that are going to be voicing in this episode, and then it's just their corpses make up the words Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. Just leave it at that. Just do yeah. that. Don't give it the fucking Johnny Carson painting and the gag line at the end. It's just like the joke itself sits. Just let the joke sit. Yeah. This is going to be something that I'm going to be bringing up a lot in this episode is that there are just too many jokes across this thing where it's just a list of things. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, I didn't mind that joke either, but then because this episode relies on that list of things premise so much, it sort of stales for me. Yeah, this is definitely an episode of whiteboard writing where they just wrote, okay, here's our general idea of what we're going with. What is everything you can think about this thing? We'll chuck it in the episode. Yeah, yeah. and like, whereas previous Treehouse of Horrors had that thing where it's like, you know, they'd put up a list of all of the Stephen King movies and they'd throw a dart at the whiteboard <laughs> and they'd pick one of them mm-hmm. and they would stay with that and, and they would do that, a great yeah. parody of that. Yep. Like, yep. if it's not broke... <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, I think every segment except for the last one, you know, had an idea and kept up momentum, but it was mostly just things about this thing and yeah. not really uh, didn't really have a plot, but it was still okay-ish. All right, let's hook into it. The first segment, school is hell, but is an honor student in the school of hell? I have to say, first problem, why didn't they call it life in hell? Oh, as a reference oh. to Matt Groening's original comic strip. So it's right there. <laughs> the idea is right there. I think it'll be an uncontroversial opinion that this was easily the best segment. Yeah, because yeah. even though it didn't have much plot-wise, it had a lot of interesting visuals, all the design of various demons and things like that. That was all interesting. And so you were engaged visually, even if the content was, you know, hit and miss. Yeah, well, just the plotting of it, like, made zero real sense. I, I guess, like, you know, it was a nice reversal of, oh, Bart's the idiot in school, like, mm-hmm. so it's nice to, to give him the reversal in a school that's all about torture, but they only really milked a few little gags out of that. And also, just the title being School is Hell, it's like, what are you going for? Like, yeah. even as far as an obvious joke goes, it's just no good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it was actually a good plot point that this is something that Bart could excel in, but mm. why bring Lisa into it if you're not going to do the... If you're not going to keep her there. Yeah, or if not do the opposite, that this is a school that she won't excel in, yeah, that she's popular with people because it's the anti-world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just to do it for that fucking lazy, oh, it is a cold day in hell. Uh... Yeah. I think we all eye rolled at that one. Well, the entire thing is just massive signposting. Look at the funny joke we did. Just yeah. let the snow fall. Yeah. Let the snow fall. Let her walk out. And then a couple of people in the audience will go, huh. Oh, yeah. And See then the rest of them there. will already have left because it's season fucking 25. <laughs> no, that's it. Give the segment of the people that didn't get it the chance to go, why would it be snowing? Why would it be cold day? And, oh, fuck. Oh, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> all the dads in the audience just going, this is for you dads (laughs) yeah so let's start on a positive note what are some things we liked about this segment i did like the joke where it's you know skinner's chewing out bar and he's like okay you you put cement into the sandbox and then just cuts to ralph who's just cemented in there he's like i don't get lost anymore (laughs) i got a little like okay first joke out of the out of the rank and i got a laugh okay nice what else you got episode But just on Skinner as well, I found it weird in this episode how they chose to have some other characters be in hell as well. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Or representations of, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't the premise that Lisa and Bart got sucked into hell? Yeah. So why is there a Skinner Chalmers two-headed principal? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the Nelson one as well. Again, for a joke that was just so fucking labored, uh, where he's the demon is writing on the chalkboard. It's like... 
I believe that Jesus didn't have a physical oh, form. And- yeah, right. yeah, well, it's that kind of thing where they're referencing the times when the writers were smarter and they had those <laughs> reference points to go off and they wrote jokes about those reference points rather mm-hmm. than just writing Wikipedia entries. That's it, man. Like That's what it sort of feels like instead of, yeah, just doing a quick thing and, you know, blink if you'll miss it, you know, or you won't get it if you're not smart enough. They fucking explain it into the ground. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And even like, and I know this is like the treehouse of horror and these things are supposed to be in there but even the violence in this just felt kind of weird you know yeah like, yeah. It, like at the very end when uh homer's the one bard has to torture his for his final exam you think oh there's gonna be some conflict he won't want to do it so he'll fail out of hell and it'll reset us back but instead homer's like no i want you to torture and ruin my life my body it's like what why <laughs> yeah. the thing that kind of bugged me about that is the reason bart was expel uh, excelling rather yeah is because he had like all these great ideas for ironic punishments you know yeah that, and then his final exam was just beating Homer with a mace yeah <laughs> it wasn't even the, have all the donuts in the world which was in the background so, I, uh, I did notice yeah. that as well oh, they had already done that too true, so. true. yeah yeah but no it was again a nice little visual if you blunk you probably missed it but it was there and you go hey I remember I guess I blunked time. <laughs> yeah. oh you missed is the... that is that how you say it blunked <laughs> past sense of blink yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah when you blunk you blank yeah. oh okay <laughs> Yeah, David, do you have any other bits from this episode that you like, uh, a segment that you liked? Yeah, I did. They were all like, I guess you can't really say more of this episode than some of the gags were good. Like, yeah. some mm. of the jokes in it were good. Uh, Concrete Sandpit was a nice touch. Eye runes would have been better if they'd, again, not drawn massive attention to it. Yeah. Not yeah. tried to, like, you know, signpost an app as if, like, oh my God, this cutting edge joke, an app. It's like, <laughs> dude, it's 2014. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I did also like the teacher saying uh, when they were suggesting new forms of torture and one of the people in the classroom suggested whipping. The yeah. teacher was like, that's good, I guess. No one likes whipping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I quite like that. The delivery of it yeah. was good. Very supportive teacher in hell. Yeah, but then they turned her into like, oh, I know what evil is. I'm the head of the teacher's union. It's whop, like, whop. and there's the fox riders in the room. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the other moments that, oh my God, I've got a crush on my teacher. Down here, we can make that happen. Like, mm, that's just mm. uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I know it's hell and yeah, probably, but also no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough, I thought that was one of the less problematic jokes in this episode. But yeah. we'll get to that in the second part. <laughs> Before I hook into something that I didn't like. Um, oh, shit. May have already gone all over. <laughs> I got one more if you want to put another positive. I reckon we're yeah. the same one. Yeah. You want to take it? No, you hit it. Oh, okay. It's uh, Mr. Burns. Welcome Mr. Burns' hell point. Yeah, I did it anyway. <laughs> yep. Well done. Go for yep. it. <laughs> we know you have your choice yeah. of portal. And thank you. <laughs> the casual nature is like, hello, welcome to Earth. Current time is 4 p.m. We know you have your choice of hell portal. He's just working on his desk. This happens all the time. Yeah. And it was one and done. Yeah. Just, just his line and then they're out. Yeah. Because yeah. it has it, no more relevance to the plot. He didn't look up and stop and go, wait, you're not my usual four o'clock. Uh, the Simpsons children. <laughs> yeah, none of that. It was just... Yeah, but done. Yep, blase. I'm part of the hell union and all yeah. that. <laughs> all right, let's talk into shit that we didn't like, which, yeah, I'm fucking locked and loaded on that. All right, this fire one. away, boy. Again, just the list of things, jokes, you know, going through what Bart's excelling in, you know, fair enough, it's part of a montage. But then within that, mm. there was the literature studies, which was just a list of books. Haha, <laughs> there's a Bill O'Reilly in yeah. there. And, Fahrenheit mm. 4051. Uh. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Which is a shame because in this montage, 
there were jokes I liked, actually. There was the long division where he stretched out Hans Bowman and then divided him. Drawn and quartered, yep. Yeah. Uh, man, that montage made me sad. Uh, you know what? I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head with yeah. the writer's room scenario for this, where it's they write up all the things on the whiteboard of the possible yeah. things that they could skewer. And then as they're holding up the dart to throw it at the dartboard and pick one thing to parody, the Fox executives run in, grab the whiteboard and run out, and then they just take that to the voice yeah. recording room. Now, it's something we've, uh, a term we used before of whiteboard writing. It's usually for Simpsons go to Italy. Like, what are all the things we can think of that? Yeah. This was just, okay, guys, Bart's Racism. in hell. What do we do? <laughs> Again, it was just like a passable simulacra of a Simpsons episode, basically. Like, it was it was fine. There was nothing egregious. It was just like, okay. Yeah. Like, I could not have watched this and my yeah. life would have remained on a steady path. <laughs> like, nothing would have changed yeah. for the better or worse. <laughs> Any specific moments for you, Peter? Uh, it was just, it didn't have a plot. It was just, Bart's in hell, and in the end, he's in hell. And he's really happy about it. So good for him. He found his bliss. <laughs> yeah, the ending didn't feel like an ending either. Like It felt like the graduation ceremony was leading to something, and it just kind of just ended. Yeah. It's no. so weird to think that, like, old Treehouse of Horror episodes were better paced than this. Oh, they yeah. were the same pace. They were three stories yep. rammed into one. How are they better paced? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. And when you've only got seven minutes to do mm. a story, you know, you've got to get that three-act structure fucking just tight as hell. Yeah, uh, and each of those acts have to be, like, fucking amazing. You know, yeah. like, they have to really just sing. And each of them has to be a funny joke. And here they were like... Bart's an honorless student in hell. Yeah. And I'm going to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happens? And then he graduates. What? I'm well, on lunch. That's what happens yeah. in life. You graduate from hell. Gosh. I told you I don't talk shop in the canteen. <laughs> I'm trying to eat lunch here. <laughs> <laughs> Any other bits from this segment that we want to point out before we move on? I did really hate grinding to a halt so he can reach into Super Hell and pull out another cartoon oh. character. It's like, oh, I'm in hell because my cartoons are bad. It's like, Look, I melted I like, it. I didn't, I, I didn't know who that was. I feel like most people wouldn't. I thought he was a cartoon mascot for like those cinnamon like, candies. Like red hot candy. That's what yeah, I thought yeah. too. And then it's like, no, he's a comic book character. So and the okay. old thing would have been to pull Matt Groening out of Super <laughs> yeah. Hell and then put him back without saying anything. Like, <laughs> Pull him out by the feet. <laughs> Sorry. Weird reference. For, um, anyway. Uh, any... Oh, no. Do clarify. Was <laughs> uh, he born backwards? <laughs> uh, he was named in the Jeffrey Epstein documents. He got a foot massage uh... on his plane. Are you serious? Yeah. From all accounts, it doesn't seem like he got into, you know, the... Anything else. Yeah. But did was... get a foot rub and may have been so confused he didn't know what was going on, he let it happen. Yeah. Maybe. That's like the best light we can put it on. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. He didn't visit the mansion or anything like that. Yeah. He just took a plane ride and, yeah. Mm. Fuck. Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, I knew that the Treehouse yeah. of Horror episode would get dark. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel dirty now. Yep. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention as well, and coming into the list of things problem, is when Bart and Lisa do come back and Bart's like excited and telling Marge and Homer about it, Homer gets into bitching about private schools. 
this feels exactly uh, like something that a very well-to-do uh, Simpsons writer would fucking rise. Like, oh, and then you have to give them lots of money and go to their bake sales and re- reply the email. And don't you just hate it when your butler loses your chauffeur's <laughs> keys? <laughs> <laughs> and you lose the remote that controls the sunroof in your bedroom and it's raining on that bed that's shaped like your head. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You know, 30 everyday rock. problems. <laughs> Uh, fuck, I love 30 Rock. What a great show. <laughs> I need to watch that show. Oh, it's so, so good. Yeah, I'm way behind the eight ball on that one. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. It's not on any of the streaming services. It should be. It's they, on uh, Amazon Prime. They, oh. Sorry, do you want to say that again because I jumped over you? Okay. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. That's right, Amazon Prime. Get it, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you sort of by Amazon Prime. <laughs> brought to you by Uncertainty. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to ask what... Uh, I wanted to know more about Quantum Satanics, which was one of Bart's yeah. subjects that they didn't have a joke for. <laughs> they skipped over that Because one. I guess they weren't clever enough to think of one. <laughs> yeah, someone was just like, hey, you know mechanics? Sounds like satanics. <laughs> and... No, it's like, yeah, like quantum mechanics, like Schrodinger's cat is and is dead. <laughs> <laughs> but... He's both dead and coming back for you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they just skipped over. It was like, what? No, quantum satanics. That's a joke. I'm trying to eat lunch. How many times a day do you fucking have lunch? Four. <laughs> also, that I'm trying to eat lunch voice you did. Like, isn't that probably the darkest joke that was ever in oh, the old yeah. Simpsons? Like, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit. Thanks to you, Billy is dead. Cut him from ear to ear. Slit a soap from ear to ear. Like, I had that line stuck in my head for, like, years. Mum was watching at the time in the background. She was just like, my word. <laughs> Mum, he's eating lunch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the second segment, a clockwork. Wait for it. Yellow. Lunch. Anyway, guys, what do we think? Again, instead of Bart's in hell, it was just Kubrick, and then as many things as I could think of. Yeah, yeah and Kubrick's in hell, being yeah. <laughs> having all of his works recycled in front of him. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, Including this... Barry Lyndon, which they didn't even, like, oh, even I don't know what Kubrick film this is. Like, I do, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> you know what the thing that really rankled about this one was Mm. it's just that like fox if you're listening fox (laughs) oh they are you need to stop trying to take the piss out of yourself because you're incapable of doing it it's like you've seen someone do a roast of themselves before and you think oh i get it i know what to do it's like i underpay my employees (laughs) it's like that's not a joke (laughs) that is a statement sure it is i'm laughing it must be a joke (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah and that's yeah very much like this and the next episode had a lot of that, a lot of these jokes at the apparent expense of Fox, huge inverted commas there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> I think you mentioned it last podcast, Beach. it doesn't come across like John Oliver, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, I got you business, daddy! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did you ever see Robot Chicken, one of their interstitial jokes that they had, like, switching between channels, mm-hmm. was a guy in a sports car just going, ha, ha, I'm wealthy and successful, fantastic! And that, like, <laughs> That's what all of those jokes feel like. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Because, yeah, what was it in this one? Yeah, that was the eye clamps, wasn't it? Yeah. See, this is what I didn't like at all about this, is that there was no plot holding together all yeah. these references to Clockwork Orange. Mm. And there's a film to be made fun of there. And Mo in the lead role. Yeah. Mo Mocha McDowell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it writes itself. Mm. And- Mocha Modal. <laughs> Yeah, and it was just references, references, references. Like, the fucking William Tell bit was just a big gag about Homer binge eating, and it did nothing. Mm. It's just, it's the magic of a show 
trying to show how self-aware it is and the writers of the show trying to show how self-aware they are while all of us are sitting back going, this is season 25 of The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Like, there is Justify not your own self-awareness. <laughs> yeah. No, you still have to work for our love. <laughs> <laughs> but you can be so unaware that in 2014, when, and I will Google this between episodes, I'm <laughs> sure there were some fucking brilliant horror movies coming out mm-hmm. there that you could have ripped on. You picked Kubrick. Yeah. <laughs> and not even his horror film. I guess they'd already done that, but still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you think back to that one where they took elements of The Shining and made it totally their own, whereas mm-hmm. this one they just reference, reference, reference. Yep. Mm. Like, although I didn't exactly hate the experience of watching it, like right now I'm struggling to see the jokes that I liked in my... <laughs> there was only one that I liked, and that was when asking about how these young thugs don't wear loincloths anymore. Sorry, cod, loincloths. Cod pieces. Cod pieces, thank you. Mm-hmm. They don't wear cod pieces anymore. <laughs> he was saying, well, then how do they draw the eye to their chunky wonks? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, that's some decent burgess. I, I can deal with that. Yeah. yeah, the whole uh, yeah Cockney Britishy kind of slang terms was a mix of oh, that's kind of funny and what what is anyone going on about? <laughs> yeah, while well, the accent work was also inconsistent mm. and awful. Like I, I feel for the voice actors. It's like okay, you know this oh, character. I don't. That... I don't. They're getting paid to not feel. They don't yeah. feel. They're fucking robots. They're sociopaths. They have to be at this point in time. They cannot have human emotions yeah. and get paid this much per episode. <laughs> Children are starving. <laughs> On the other hand, <laughs> to say, okay, Mo, that like deeply like East American accent that you do, British it. Like, yeah, it's going to be a weird swing. <laughs> <laughs> but still recognizably Mo. If yeah. And Homer as well, like just ends up sounding so tedious and annoying. Mm. Maybe that's why he's not the main one in this, but... Uh... Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> what they heard him do is Clockwork Orange and like, reference, mm, and they just rewrote all of the parts. How about, I don't know, Mo? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought Mo was also perfect casting because, you know, he is a bit of a psychopath in the sh- context of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the whole reconditioning thing could have totally played into his yeah. character somehow, but they yeah. just totally skirted it. And again, they've already done it. With Santa's little helper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, everyone's already done it because it was like 30 years ago. <laughs> Longer. Yeah, and that it just devolves into them going to Eyes Wide Shut and then just, yep. here's a list of Kubrick references. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was Eyes Wide Shut or if I'd just forgotten the end of Clockwork Orange, but thank you for like <laughs> jogging my memory there. One thing that I did remember about Clockwork Orange that stuck out with this episode, talking about, you know, them going out for a bit of the bash and dash and all yeah, that sort of yep. stuff. They're a little bit of the old ultra violence yep. and wailing on their Charles Bronson uh, lookalike dudes. You know, they always pull out for that one accent joke that he has. <laughs> oh, the, the Raphael. Raphael. The Raphael, yeah, yeah exactly. Me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But then talking about and finishing the night up with a little of the old in out. And they oh. come across a woman at the front of the 7-Eleven and then they're jumping in front of the door going in, out, in, out. Yeah. And I was like, the six words that I thought I would never hear myself thinking <laughs> watching a Simpsons episode. Huh, that's cute for a rape joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a question of, okay, I know they're going to do the thing, but where are they going to go instead? I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, 100, they 100% couldn't. Again, they've had Bart wearing his clockwork orange makeup yeah. like oh, yeah. as a Halloween costume. And that in and of itself is like simultaneously gross that it's on a 10 year old and like that's the point that's yeah, the joke yeah, that's exactly. the comment you're like Stupid there's something party. to it wish we was going trick or tweeting <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah so any other bits we want to mention from this segment before we move on uh, I did like they have duff milk 
Oh yeah, mm. that didn't register because yeah, 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 I missed that yeah. one. That's just a sign gag, and it's yeah. Again, it's one of those ones we were talking about before. It's it's there if you see it, and if not, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we was moving all slow motion like. Yeah, okay, bit. I like that. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. It's the obvious joke, but hey, it's just been done too many times already. Yep. Oh, uh, one joke that I really cringed at, which was, I've got a job as a bee feeder. I hope that is what I think it yep. is. Yeah, yeah. Bin. Uh, <laughs> Tens on a high note, I'm going to say, the joke I also liked was uh, the sex view blockers who all just run in with like trays yeah. and pieces of fruit just to hold in front of people. Yeah, see, I wish the fight scene was... Yeah, I wish they'd held on that because that's a funny bit. Yeah, like a, a fight scene that was taking place with sex blockers <laughs> rather than just, here's a list of Kubrick films. Yeah. yeah. We moved to the other room and like my first thought was, you know, like I just know the moment I move the guy, the little guy's going to do something cool. <laughs> and he'll be naked when he does it too. <laughs> but blocked by a banana. <laughs> but it, it's, it's literally just, yeah, I've seen Kubrick films. Bep, mm. bep, bep, yeah. bep. Like, okay, cool. Oh, Homer's being an ape and it's the thing in 2001, but that was yeah. an iPhone. Yeah. So we now know that that like the way that they replaced all of the Simpsons writers when they, the previous generation got fired is that they just got like first year out of film school graduates. I was about to say, I felt very much, see, my film school degree was worth it, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> What's the throwing the pen in the sky reference to? That's 2001. 2001. Mm -hmm. And oh. I thought that was okay. Like that little gag was not bad because it just landed on his head and he said, ow, but it stayed in his face for too long. Yeah, it's like, what, he's just staring like... <laughs> What's your point? That Kubrick was bad? Like... Yeah. Cool. That what even, a brave stance in 2014. <laughs> that even Kubrick couldn't defy gravity. <laughs> oh, my last note was that, yeah, they had a little bit of a Sherry Bobbins reference in there as well for just no reason. Because we's in Britain, we is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, time for the final segment. Do we have to? <laughs> we have to. Oh, it's been building I to I really this. wish we didn't. <laughs> the Others. Uh, who yeah. wants to start? <laughs> I don't. Well, let me let me reference a contemporary movie. I, I think the remake of The Ring came out something like 2007, mm -hmm. something mm. like that. And one of the images that always stuck with me from it was the image of the little boy just drawing huge black circles on pieces yep. of paper. And during this segment of the episode, I ended up doing my own Simpsons parody <laughs> version of that scene where I just sat there <laughs> scrawling this huge black circle on my paper, except in the middle, it just has the word bad. <laughs> yeah. But what does it I mean? <laughs> I just tried to make a facial expression into the microphone. <laughs> no, I'm just, I can't wait because, you know, you're using the shared guest notebook for someone to be yeah, casually flipping through. Oh my God, what did I miss? <laughs> uh, it's no giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I love David James Young. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to each. Oh, man, I have to flick through this book. <laughs> I, don't know, I might be in the other one. I'm not sure. He left me an Easter egg. An <laughs> <laughs> Easter something, all right. This one just looks like someone showering. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's hugging. <laughs> yeah, look, I think this was a really good concept that they absolutely fucked up from yeah. moment Zero. Yeah. The idea that the Simpsons are meeting their former selves. Being haunted by their former selves, yeah. I think that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. How did, was this <laughs> the next step from it that ghost old Marge is haunting on new Homer? Yeah. Was that yeah. one of her character traits, like, from the old Tracy Ullman sketches? Like, I missed that episode. She's just horny AF. Like, ugh. It's uh, really strange for one segment of A Treehouse of Horror to 
fail the Bechtel test so astonishingly. <laughs> just, and, yeah, powerfully so. The whole, it, it feels like, okay, how about they get haunted by their former selves? Great idea. What do we do with that? Uh, old Marge is horny for new Homer? Brilliant, Jenkins. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Go to lunch again. <laughs> Jenkins, you're an EP now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but also new Marge tolerates this. and then... Oh, no, no. New Marge kills herself immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Like, I thought that was going to be a joke. She like lowers the oven and puts her head in and goes, I may as well clean this. I'm like, oh, okay. While I'm killing myself. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I may as well clean this was funny. Yeah. Just leave it at that. Like, don't turn it into the middle of Groundhog Day. Give us a fucking break. <laughs> yeah. And then one by one, they all die. Oh, and the ghost logic in this episode. Yeah. They establish it early on that ghosts pass through each other and humans... And then they're able to pick up objects, manipulate people. Like they... I was going to be more how they haunt being haunted by the, the ghosts of their past selves if they grew into themselves from the past selves. I'm so enchanted <laughs> that I'm not the only massive fucking geek in the room who <laughs> thought oh, no. those exact same things as like me throwing pens at the screen going, what are the rules in this yeah. world, man? I've done that a lot. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the thing. Good horror can be funny. It can be schlocky. It can yeah. be whatever, but rules. Uh, in yeah. fact, like, as a perfect reference to all three of the things that you just said, <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. It's schlocky, it's funny, it's scary, and it's rules fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't need to be ghosts either. Like, mm. it, no. Or it could have been ghosts, but they're like... Uh, it's just haunted by the past, time folding on itself. Uh, even yeah. if it's ghosts, then don't say they evolved from these characters because it doesn't make sense then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, you know, it's Rick and Morty style, like, mm. dimension crossing. Like, this is, yep. it's yes. such an easy hoop to shoot. Yep, <laughs> and they just put the ball down they and went to lunch. It. They yelled, Kobe, and they threw the basketball <laughs> at the wall and it bounced into their own face. <laughs> wow. They weren't even in America. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. even holding a basketball. Just. <laughs> Especially when you're talking about dimensions folding in on themselves. Like, if they're going to do that gag at the end as well with all the fucking different animation styles walking in, then, yeah, wasn't that going to follow that logic? Oh, fuck, my brain hurts trying to dissect uh, how yeah. you wrote this. And put your name to it. This is just so... Oh, I'm upset. <laughs> weirdly enough, like, I was such a massive fan of Attack on Titan around that time. Yeah. And I saw that they'd, you know, put in a reference to Attack on Titan and a reference to Studio Ghibli. And then I actually saw the clip in context and I was like, was it worth it? <laughs> like, okay, again, you know reference points in pop culture exist. That mm -hmm. alone is not enough. Yep. That's like, you know, when your teacher dabs. Now, <laughs> in 2019, it's like, great, you saw that that happened. Oh, dude, we watched the season 31 premiere a couple of weeks ago, and no shit, Barton Homer <laughs> floss in it. Fuck me. You had to remind me of that memory, didn't you? I'd locked it away, and it came back. I saw uh, two great tweets that are related to that. Lady Gaga yeah. tweeting about how she was up at 4 a.m. and furious because she was trying to beat this boss in Bayonetta, this <laughs> Which boss that she just couldn't get past, and I'm just Sick. trying to, I'm just trying to wail on this bitch with my own hair, and you know, like talking about how hard it was, and she's like, "Game is respect. I'll get through this." And then like a couple of weeks later, she tweeted the words, 
what's Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> but spelled G-H-T as oh, well. Yeah. It's like, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. I love that. Yeah, her autocorrect. She's so <laughs> unaware of Fortnite that it doesn't default to the ITE. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, it's a shame because out of context, I think the designs on all of the characters looked really cool. The anime Simpsons and even the CGI one. Like, I think that was a good joke, but then the Santa's little helper thing. Ugh. Yeah. It was was real poochy energy. I think by the time we got there, we were having, this would not redeem the episode. We're like, just get it over with, you fuckwads. Or just start with that. Like, you know, there's so many, actually, best reference point I can think of is Into the Spider-Verse. Oh my God. That is Into the Spider-Verse in microcosm, except Into the Spider-Verse is good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because they did something with the concept. It wasn't just, and then they all come around. Yeah. And And it wasn't just pop cultural reference points. Like, oh, one of them's anime. It's like, and the anime character has this relationship you know mm-hmm. that is specific to anime tra- like yeah uh, yeah spider ham and the, the noir and oh like <laughs> just peter and porker <laughs> <laughs> you have a smell of pie so good it makes you float through the air <laughs> <laughs> it's the best movie of that year it was perfect oh, yeah. and you know this episode of the simpsons had the potential to exactly to bask in those waters and to enjoy to, that and joke, to do it but... like what three years earlier yeah well, that's what makes me upset it's like i w- really wish they sat on this concept for mm-hmm. all this time and then seen spider-verse and like yes that's how we're going to do this i've got it you know what it was they didn't get a geek to write it they got a geek to animate it yeah. yes <laughs> that's exactly it i think again because no. the adventure time the south park the bob's burgers yeah yeah that's right and except for the minions fuck the minions <laughs> never reference the minions uh sorry no, i was gonna say okay new concept for the entire thing your first two segments are different universe simpsons then your third one has this haunting bit and then the other two universe simpsons come into the final segment and Ooh. it's a better episode and they pay me money <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez dad i think you should eat my shorts <laughs> shut up Bart. i'll do what i want <laughs> bingo any other bits from this segment we want to mention before we move on one line i will say i did like was when uh they're like oh i think someone's in the bed with us and it's grandpa he's like i was sleeping in your dryer and i got tangled in your sheets like, yeah. it's so absurd i really enjoyed it i think we all laughed at yeah. that yeah. it was yeah. like yeah one good gag no i think it was like the biggest laugh we got since the torture reprisal yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just to make sure we couldn't enjoy this episode too much not long after homer's looking at marge he's like "Ooh, nice melons like homer those are melons in the kitchen uh, it's like, like no jesus shit okay. i can say it <sighs> mel brooks called he's dead and he's embarrassed that you stole his fucking joke <laughs> yeah uh anything else you want to mention from this segment Dave? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I have the note, well, fuck off. <laughs> Is it circled a million times? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, was when I thought they were going to do the other, the misdirect on the Marge suicide, but then they did the suicide. I was like, oh, mm. well, fuck uh, off. When you misdirect the misdirect and it's yeah. somehow not clever. No. Yeah. <laughs> I did actually kind of like the toaster misdirect. Yeah, that was okay. Old Homer comes in with the toaster, he's in the bath, so you think, but then he bashes in in the head, and then Homer, you know, quoting Archer, I guess. Mm, do That's I smell how you toast? Get yeah. <laughs> Again, it's timing. That joke could have been better with just a little space, yeah. just a little space to appreciate it, rather just than ramming breath. in like six other film references. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of references, they bring in Dr. Marvin Runro to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Marvin Runro, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> Here's a, here's a voice you remember from the anniversary episode and literally yeah. nothing before it. Am I alive? My dad, I got stuck in the wall. I, see, I got stuck in the wall if I try to walk through. Let me show you. Uh, see, I, it happened. Uh. 
Yeah. I do have two notes, actually. Mm. One is that, was it just called The Others? Yeah. yeah. Not that's even a not even a name. joke. I know. <laughs> so, I assumed I wrote it down wrong. I'm like, no, that's just, that's just the name and, of the movie. And, and that's a great movie you could have parodied mm. incredibly well. Yeah. And then also, yeah, the, the gag of, hey, by the way, like, Willie murdered a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually uh, had this in my notes. I think it's revenge from, this is indeed a disturbing, disturbing universe. <laughs> 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 All right. Time for a mini spooky questionnaire. How did we like the parody elements? Not at all. There wasn't a parody. It was a setting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's like the difference in uh, year nine English between a review and a recount. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, the Barton, the others segments weren't really directly referencing anything. So that leaves us with well, the parody. They, of... they called it The Others, and that's a movie about people being haunted. Can we come so, up with a better um, Treehouse of Horror episode parodying The Others in that moment? Because it would be centered around Marge, which yeah. is like in my book, especially if we're talking like older school Marge, when you know they they wrote her a, a mm-hmm. character, like that would be fun. Yeah, because she's home all day, so all these weird things would happen exclusively to her, and the oh, other fuck. family would be like, "No, you're going crazy. Oh, you just cooped up in the house too much, and yeah, they're not there." Or, oh, yeah, like that. And <laughs> then and then Homer comes back from war, and she's like, "Oh my god, Homer!" And then you've got a beautiful moment for her to be like, "Oh god, Homer's terrible. I forgot all of these <laughs> terrible things about it." Yeah. And then you've got this perfect opportunity, like, spoilers for the others, if you haven't seen it already, you're sleeping (laughs) on a very good film. Like, the twist at the end is that, like, Marge would have killed her own kids. So make a joke out of that. Mm -hmm. Make that into something funny rather than just, like, oh, by the way, Willie murdered a baby. Yeah, they're totally comfortable with killing off the characters. So, uh, yeah. But it's like Poochie died on the way back to his home planet. (laughs) Willie murdered a baby. (laughs) He he stabbed it. Just so you know, Willie murdered a baby. (laughs) Remember Willie, who you love? Child killer. (laughs) Except in that Treehouse of Sahara segment when Willie Childkiller was good. Because it was referencing (laughs) and parodying Nightmare on Elm Street and it was good. I'm really bad at this. (laughs) (laughs) How about the horror? Did we uh, feel the spooky... The shivers down my spine? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the heart bumps equivalent of horror to... (laughs) You know, like the existential dread of realising that I have only so many minutes on this planet... And there goes eight of them. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes or no, would you watch this one again? Neither. No. no. <laughs> Not if you paid me. <laughs> if you paid me, yes. All right. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to change about this one? Yeah, like, honestly, just, like, clarity for the writers. Like, I know that anyone who's doing this kind of parody work, with the exception of the Wayans brothers, is doing so (laughs) because they like the initial work, right? Like, that's where Scream came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where, like, all of Mel Brooks' stuff came from. It came with knowing the genre and then, like, lampooning it. And it's, yeah, but it's, lampooning from a lo- place of actually loving it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, And that's, I think, to a degree, that's also like what Saturday Night Live used to do. Mm. And now Saturday Night Live sort of has the same problem where they have a deficit of writers who are willing to sort of, you know, make really groundbreaking, clever, edgy jokes. Instead, they're just sort of going... Uh, this is a thing in the news that the kids know? And, yeah. then, and then that's mm-hmm. the joke. It's like, oh, a Joker movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not a joke. That's, You'll never that's win a funny the kids voice. over by trying to impress them. Yeah, exactly. Them exactly. No, you just look like... It's 420, my dudes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fleek. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> and then they all dabbed. <laughs> uh, how about you, Beach? What would you like to change? 
All right. So I was thinking, okay, what's a horror movie they could have parodied? This, I know this timeline is wrong, but you mentioned Cabin in the Woods before, and that's something where there is a bunch of different, you know, monsters all in like a warehouse situation. So that's where all your various times of Simpsons have come from. And you can re- reprise all your various Simpsons across all the tree houses of horrors, yeah. all locked away in this warehouse. And that's where oh, people in this episode are like, oh, we're just a part of this weird story complex. And something with that. There's, it's a bit of a mind bender. I have, I've only just thought of it, so I haven't paced it out properly. I but am so there. fucking on board. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like, like fun. Just everything gets to come back, and background gags galore. Yeah, and then mm. the end of it is like you know all of those Simpsons Treehouse of Horror things, like yeah, oh. you know all of the doors open into the writers' room, and they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know the corporation running everything is Fox, and they're like, look what you've done to us over the years. Look at all the horrible fates we've befell. Yeah, and they just hit that full release button. That's there for some reason. Yeah, I think all you need for a Treehouse of Horror episode segment these days is to just for eight minutes, a blank screen that just has like in text the amount each of the writers and actors gets paid. (laughs) That is a good change. (laughs) No! That's impossible! Yeah, Uh, yeah, Luke, what I'd change, it's simple. Each of these things needs a three beginning, middle, end. Like It just sort of felt like things that happened. Mm. And yeah, whiteboard writing. not in a fun way of it's just a bunch of stuff that happened. It's yeah. mm, just there. Yeah, it's like even Bart's story, the one that I still kind of like and, you know, isolated from the other two, I might watch it again. Just that segment. It didn't really feel like it had an arc there or yeah. something for Bart to come against or even involvement from Lisa. So that's what I'd change. All right. Let's put this behind us. It is time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just... (laughs) You give it participant for for the positive ratings. You got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best of the very best, you give Cubics a Cunia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. It's pretty easy participant. Like, I usually ask this. I forgot this time. Mm. If we were ranking the individual segments, honestly would have gone bronze, participant, participant. And yeah, participant wins for the match. David? I think that's generous overall. Mm -hmm. I would say participant, borderline participant, Mm. dismal, dismal failure. Oh, actually, no, good point. Yeah, the last one would have been a failure. So so overall, this gets a a dull participant for me. (laughs) And BT, finish it off. Yeah, I'm much the same. I would have, maybe if I'm feeling generous, bronze the first segment, participant the second, dead set, fail the last. I that... can't believe I forgot to fail the last. I'm really angry at myself <laughs> I, right I kind of felt like... I'm angry at you too, yeah. if that helps. <laughs> uh, so I'm just deciding, if I think that evens out to a participant, because I'm going to mostly forget this one. Even the parts I hate, I'm just going to be like, Ugh, No, no, no. Let me let me hit you with some real <laughs> motherfucking horror yeah. from one of the writers in the beers, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is the episode you remember on your deathbed. Oh, shit. Oh, out. It's so yeah. boring. I'll be like, remember all those good Simpsons? That, why did they? Ah, and then your neuron, children will the neurons like, just trigger that one. I'll be like, God Do you remember it. our mother? Do you remember the good times? And you're like, I remember. Uh, <laughs> I remember Marge killing herself in the oven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember, whoops, forgot my iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he died the way he lived, thinking about The Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, unanimous participant. I wish to, like, I know it's a unanimous participant. Like, I know that that's the rules of the Simpsons Index, but I still wish to register, like, a dispute with my own scoring. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like that sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) 
are uh, it'll be the third Treehouse of Horror to be dubbed a unanimous participant. It'll be joining the two of the Treehouse of Horrors we covered in our Mayoween Le- Wasteland episode uh, yeah. earlier in the year, Treehouse of Horror XIX, which contained the untitled robot parody it's the uh, grand pumpkin mill house and how to get ahead in advertising when homer kills all the celebrities all sounds very bad yeah <laughs> uh, you know what grand pumpkin mill house looked beautiful and mm. i honestly wanted to bronze it because of that but the style just... parody was great but there was no point to it so fucking weak and then treehouse of horror xxi which had the Jumanji parody. Yeah, that was pointless. Again, another list of things. Here's yeah. a bunch of board games. Master and Cadaver, where... <laughs> Such potential to be good, that one. That good still gag. bothers me for not being better. Yeah. It had the setup. And Tweenlight. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> which just... Lisa falls in love with a Robert Pattinson type. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Talking what? about Simpsons getting on the trends. Yeah, man. Mm. And like, it's, it's still, Inside Out did the best possible Twilight reference that you could ever do, yeah. which was just like the teenage dream machine, like creating the boys <laughs> oh, that she will yes. fall in love with as a teen. <laughs> I would die for you. <laughs> like, that's, that's all it needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then she stacks them up. Oh, yeah. fuck Inside Out is an excellent movie. It's great. Mm-hmm. All right, before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? <laughs> Didn't know I was going to do that. But Wait, okay, do we want Vincent Price back? Is that reputation justified? <laughs> <laughs> nice. But what were you going for that, Beach? Was that like a I monster mash? Yeah, a little bit. Is it justified? It's justified. justified? <laughs> Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Dennis the... What's something wild card but spooky? <laughs> <laughs> Dennis the Death Note Perkins. <laughs> the best I got. Give it a B. Of course he did. I'm telling you, he's not the wild card anymore. No, he just gives it a B and moves on. He's Dennis, give it a B, Perkins. This <laughs> is as close to horror as I can come. It's like Dennis the Nedry. <laughs> <laughs> he did some bad things to Jurassic yeah, Park's ooh, security system. <laughs> and also he was pivotal to the plot, so yeah. yeah. Oh, and then he gets sprayed by the, the, the Incosaurus, whichever mm-hmm. one that was. The Incosaurus. <laughs> yeah, so this is like high bronze silver territory if we're translating it to our scale, praising the cinematic quality of the first two segments while concluding that the third was the poorest. He was impressed by how Quebec references in the second segment used originality rather than being a perfunctory checklist. Incorrect. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) At least he didn't give it a Kubrick zirconia. Oh, fuck you. That was pretty good. Where's my check, Fox? (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's time we move on to the teens era where I am actually so goddamn excited for this one for one element, but we'll get into it. We're going to watch Treehouse of Horror 15. We'll be back. We are back and we just watched our teens era Treehouse of Horror. This was season 16, episode 1, Treehouse of Horror XV 15. First released in November of 2006. No one says it like that. 2006. It was directed by David Silverman, written by Bill Odenkirk. Hey, Al, what did we think? Much, much better. Oh, so much better. Oh, my goodness. Had some good times here, yeah. Because they threw the dart and they picked one. (laughs) And they stuck stuck with that one. And they gave them story structure. Oh my god, the story structure. Yeah. Beginnings, middles, ends. Oh, wow. Who, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> yeah, this is one where I think there's some um, individual jokes and moments that don't land for me, but mm-hmm. 
mostly it's forgivable and a serviceable treat. Because I'm having a good time. Yeah. yeah. It's got a little through line to it, the whole keeping it Kodos thing, and that yep. works. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, what I was teasing at the end of the last one, I just relish any time to hear the Perfect Strangers theme. <laughs> like, genuinely, I think it's like an amazing composition. Like, <laughs> Every single moving part about it is amazing. <laughs> Every line is a hook. Yep. The instrumentation is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I'm not as familiar with the song as you guys are, uh, clearly. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not familiar with Perfect Strangers, to be quite honest. <laughs> that was a part of my TV diet when I was a kid. It must have been an American thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, I sort of remember watching it like as a kid in a block with like Full House and like mm. Step yeah. by Step and shit like that when, you know come home from school and there's nothing else on and you're just killing precious time until The Simpsons comes on at yep. six. And you weren't watching MASH? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I watched a little bit of MASH. MASH is a good show. Another great theme song, but very depressing. Mm. <laughs> Can I just jump in with a tiny dig at the previous episode, which we were saying was in 2014. Some of the horror movies that oh, came yeah. out in 2013 that were well known oh, yeah. were the remake of Carrie, uh, the remake of Evil Dead, and... The Conjuring. Oh, holy like, shit. That's a gimme. <laughs> that is a straight up Why have gimme. we never seen Lisa being Carrie? Holy shit. <laughs> oh my God. That would be so good. That's so simple. Also, The Purge came out in 2013. Like, another yeah. one that Rick and Morty would do years later, like, pretty successfully. Yeah, and how easily with The Purge slot into the Simpsons universe as is. Mm-hmm. It's already exceedingly violent. But yeah, Lisa is Carrie. Come on. I know. Come on. Oh, and the pig's blood and everything because she's vegetarian. God, mm-hmm. it's... Ah, oh, beautiful. It could be um, fucking spider pig's blood. <laughs> oh, please make it so. <laughs> but back to this one. All right, let's uh, hook into the first bit. The initial segment, the Keeping It Coda, starring Kang. What do we think about this little opener, this little bit? It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> you pointed it out when watching this page. I forgot that, yeah, this is the first time we saw Homer eating himself in a treehouse of horror. Yeah, Ooh. wouldn't be the last. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen it, David. There's. Uh, I feel like I have. <laughs> there is a treehouse of horror segment that's based around Homer slowly eating himself, and it is hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, very uncomfortable, not funny. Is it a later one, earlier one? Very later, later yeah. <laughs> I think I have seen that, actually, for some strange reason. Yeah, it's the last segment, and they have Lisa doing like the walk-on in front of the stage like they used to in the mm-hmm. old ones, just for this one segment. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah anticipated the yeah. much-deserved... <laughs> Gross reaction. Is the last great taboo auto-cannibalism? No, turns out. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't there. But yeah, I I thought this was a little cute thing to set up an alien sitcom and they had the canned laughter and everything. You know what? Even if you don't like it, it's quick. Yeah. And the canned laughter made the jokes that didn't really work, work. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Is anyone else in searing pain? (laughs) (laughs) That's some good shortcutting. I like that. Mm. Yeah. And that, yeah, it's the pilot episode for this, yeah, story about, like, it's one of these jokes where you're like, hey, maybe I do want to watch this, but I'm glad they left it as just a sketch. Yeah, <laughs> the dramatic difference between even the Keeping It Kodos bit and everything that followed, mm. and the last episode we watched, the violence in it was really bloodless. Yeah. And really quick. Like, those moments that sort of... It wasn't even that they turned me off or anything. Because, you know, like, oh, I've got a pretty strong stomach for this stuff, lads. <laughs> it was more just like it, it felt weird in tone in mm. that Treehouse 25. But yeah. here in Treehouse 15, it's sort of like someone gets, you know, a chunk bitten out of their arm. And there's like a little bit of pink. To yeah. show. And it's like 
that's all we need. Like, yeah, it's more violence than would be in The Simpsons regularly, but this is all we need from it. It's a reference to a horror movie, not actually trying to, you know, like, emulate, ooh, violence, because that is funny. I I don't really understand what they were going for, you know? No, I think it's all a stylistic choice of how disgusted do you want an audience to be? Do you want them to kind of laugh at how gross it is, or do you want them to just, you know, not even focus on it? Mm. So, yeah. Has anyone ever seen Dracula Dead and Loving It? Oh, of course. Leslie <laughs> yeah. Nielsen, man. Oh, holy shit. I always think of the guy who plays Renly, like when he, <laughs> he cuts his finger and it's just like spraying blood everywhere. <laughs> it's like, oh, I must have nipped a vessel. You know, like, that's the that's the tenor of the joke that you want, right? <laughs> 1995. You knew how to make movies. <laughs> uh, all right. The first segment, The Net Zone. What do we think? Yes, I think this is probably the strongest one. And, yeah, I uh, agree. Funny, and it's good to focus Ooh. on Ned. I might fight you on whether or not it's the strongest. Oh, yeah. What you got there, Malloy? I have a weird connection to this in the sense that, like, I watched The Dead Zone for the mm. first time, the thing that this is parodying, this year. Oh, wow. Because I was on an episode of Mastermind, <laughs> and my subject was the films of David Cronenberg, one of which is The Dead Zone. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, it's kind of a banger of a film. It's really the, worth seeing, and it's Walken really, one? really weird. Yeah. yeah. How old yeah. is it? It's when Early people 80, took Christopher Walken seriously, and he wasn't a meme. Oh. Yeah. It's in like the mid '80s or something, yeah. but it's like it works perfectly because Christopher Walken is that kind of like, yeah. you know, that the sort of Christopher Walken weird where you can't really tell if he's on the same plane as everyone, and like <laughs> it, it works so well in the context of that movie. Oh yeah, and I kind of wish they lent into that a little bit with where Ned, like as a character, went, but the way that they just played with the idea of the dead zone, great, mm. yeah, solid parody. Yeah, because I haven't watched the movie, but I've read the books. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, all perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Premise. <laughs> I've only seen The Simpsons. Thing. <laughs> Dude has, like, premonitions of mm. the future and is then trying to, like, see if he can affect future events through these premonitions. Yeah. Like, it's very straightforward kind of, you know, prospect. And they just played with that in The Colors of The Simpsons, and it worked. Also, yeah. there's a good SNL sketch where Walken is doing the same character, but he's having premonitions of, like, minor problems people are going to have. So he's, like, <laughs> touches someone, he goes... Tomorrow, you're going to get an ice cream after work. You're going to eat it too fast. It's going to hurt real bad in the middle of your forehead. (laughs) It's not too late. You can stop it. (laughs) Yeah, I thought this one played with that really well, especially with Homer, who's just just tempting fate. (laughs) He is slapping fate in the barrel of the fate's gun. I do love that. (laughs) Quit whacking my barrel. Hey, Chief, throw me a piece. Yeah, here you go, citizen. (laughs) Probably my single favorite line was, uh, there's two, but like the first was the, what am I going to die of? Too much happiness? Yeah. (laughs) Avalanche of naked ladies? Uh, You're dying eating a submarine sandwich. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to shoot our father, remember the family motto, (laughs) not in the face. Not in the face. Oh, I want to say the Simpsons family crest with that motto. Giving that line to Lisa is a just genius, genius move. Yeah, because then it sounds like it's actually their motto and not just a joke. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, and it's also like, she's a pragmatic person. It's like, it's a pragmatic thing to say. I love it. Um... I like the frisbee. Three bites the apple and just enough. So initially trying to get it off the roof by throwing a bowling ball up that. That's how they knock Ned unconscious. The Hibbert dies. He's like, can you open the window and get my frisbee? Well, it's the last time. <laughs> and just right at the end when he's in heaven, it's like, oh, Homer, here's your frisbee. Yeah. Oh, don't forget when yeah Ned's just walking around the world trying to come to terms with himself. It's like, hey, Ned, have you seen my frisbee? Like, Fucking hell. <laughs> like, yeah, a really good running gag that's mm-hmm. spaced out beautifully. 
Yeah, it's uh, rather than thinking that they were contractually obliged to name check horror movies, they remembered that they were contractually obliged to write jokes. Yeah, Yeah. have a show. Yeah, and that had a start, middle, and end. Like I was actually trying to pay like attention to the pacing of this one as well, because especially mm. in comparison to the last one, where I was like, "Where is Act One, Two, Three? Like, mm. and in this one, it's like they're already in Act Two while they're still rolling out the credits. But you know, they did a really good job of establishing Ned's got powers now, and then here's the conflict that mm. he's seen Homer's death and doesn't want to be a part of it, even yeah. though he knows he will be. Do you think the Simpsons knew like? episodes are trying to match the pace of i don't know like youtube comedy or like another sort of american model of joke uh, writing where it's just sort of like bam 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 get in as many laughs a minute as you can yeah well i mean that's why like some simpsons episodes in the modern day feel like sketch shows more Mm. or less yeah like because it used to be there's an event happening and the characters are reacting around that whereas there's something happening and here we cut to an, a character for a typical them character joke mm. like here's cletus let's do a meth joke here's i don't know oh him. this <laughs> joke doesn't fit into this segment let's do that thing family guy did that was a way yeah. of like ripping us off yeah or you know catchphrase humor as well like mm. uh, something i forgot to mention in the last episode when Chalmers goes skin him Uh, didn't work whereas like (laughs) Ned lying in a hospital bed saying like Mm. uh, brain doodly (laughs) injury (laughs) bodily very good yeah event that happened that the character is reacting around or mole man's now catchphrase when he gets torn apart by alligators like oh another setback (laughs) 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 oh yeah like him that was a great gag as well Mm. some bullies threw my shoes tied together onto an electric line (laughs) with me in (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's the kind of thing that you can see the writers like they're picturing what it looks like (laughs) while they're writing it they think what's the funniest place we could take this to and again, it's a great pullback and reveal, and they don't go, well, how did that happen? Yeah, there's yeah. no way you can pass through that. Like, well, what the? No, it leaves you for the audience to go, hang on. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, Simpsons. Honestly, the only joke that didn't land for me, and I think it may have been the point, was when he sees the Rosie O'Donnell, the musical, and then yeah. closes after three shows. Well, it didn't need any special mind powers to see that coming. Yeah. Perfect net imitation. Absolutely <laughs> flawless. I realized I started way too low and I had to work up to the deadlies and I'm still and not just got radio host. <laughs> 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 thunk it. <laughs> Any other bits we want to mention from this segment? Man, it's taken me a long time to push this button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's no, good. Watch the dead zone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you were to rank this segment and this segment alone, what would you give it? I might silver this. I had some good times. But maybe it's just the relief of not being another bad episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I also wonder how much yeah. like extra sort of <laughs> polish these ones get by comparison. You know what? Like thinking of where I set things as participant. Yeah, I'd say a silver as well. Yeah, me too. Like I mean, it's silly, but it works. Yeah, like, and it, you know, it has its parody. It's I still got some laughs. It had a story, and yeah, I think that Rosie O'Donnell joke was the only one that didn't fall flat. I even kind of like the joke of. You just blew up the town, did not, so you didn't have to clean up the garage, didn't you? Well, joke's on you. Garage made it to heaven, too. <laughs> oh, that's so silly. It is. But oh, no. actually, the button I didn't like. Oh, don't go near the three-bean salad. Yeah. No, you yeah. Know, the boss, yeah, true. I you know, like, some of the jokes fell flat, but, like, unlike Will I Am, I can see where the love is. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope Will did find the love. He felt that one. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Mr. Am. <laughs> Mr. Am, please, Mr. Am is my father. <laughs> Call me Will I. 
<laughs> well, you what? Third base. All right. <laughs> the second segment, four beheadings and a funeral. They're doing like a sort of a... T- uh, Tom the Ripper? Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Tom, Tom the Ripper the with his father. <laughs> no, and a bit of From Hell, I guess, a little bit. Oh, the Johnny Depp I also movie? thought From yeah. Hell, yeah, Just that particularly was for my... that opium scene. But also a little bit Sherlock Holmes, so... And well, also the, the overall arc of the narrative. Yeah, because that would have been around that time as well in 06, right? Well, let's have a quick goggle. Oh, that does sound about right. <laughs> sure, it does. <laughs> like that movie. I have that movie on DVD. I've not seen it since movies, cinemas, but I do VHS remember... the VHS of the late 2000s. <laughs> I remember liking it. I remember thinking that um, bloody... What's her name? Oh, shit. From Hell was 2001. Oh, yeah. wow. There you go. That's an oldie, but an okay... <laughs> What's her fucking name? I don't <laughs> know. Is her name Heather Graham? That's it. I remember thinking Heather Graham's character was way too, like, everyone's messy and dirty, and she's just perfectly clean. Is like, her name Ian Holm? Is yes, that... Ian Holm. <laughs> Is her name, oh, actually, holy shit, like the head of the cops, Peter Godley. That was Robbie Coltrane. That was Hagrid right there. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Robbie Coltrane gets around. That's why he's neat. <laughs> You're a ripper, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to say what I thought. I think this was the weakest of the bunch. <laughs> oh. Yeah? Okay, I am going to battle you. This is my strongest. <laughs> Round two. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought Ned Zone was lots of fun and I think probably a little more reverent to its source material. Mm-hmm. But, like... What really sold this one was that they they did what they did with the Australian episode, which was that they went, we're going to do an, a vaguely innocent just bag out of the Cockney accent, and yeah. we're just going to stick to it the whole damn way. <laughs> yeah. And they had so much fun with it, and I loved it. So literally, my review of this is, I'm a proper Cockney flower. Call Blimey Skip to me, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I did love Marge's whole back and forth. There. So good. Yeah. She probably actually had the strongest British accent out of all of them. <laughs> but no, I know what you mean. Like, especially with the police station. Our motto. Hey, what's all this then? <laughs> and a, a motto playlist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> uh, Is there an opium playlist? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's funny because I actually remember at the time when this first aired that they actually put it on a bit later because, yeah, this one's rated M for drug use. Yeah. Yeah, and because opium rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that was another disappointing scene for me as well, like Mao's instead of Moe's as well. Like, yeah. I mean, it did have the uh, sign of, I think it was uh, Mary Poppies. Oh, yeah. was That's made from good. Poppy. I'll pay that. Yeah. Well, I mean, within this segment, I think, yeah, the OPM Den was probably the weakest part as well. I don't know. I mean, I did like it for, the again, Mr. Burns, the best character of The Simpsons. Fight me. Um, his whole thing of, oh, the Blades of Osiris. I used to have the whole set, but I sold them all for opium. Oh, I wish I had them back. To sell them for more opium. Yeah. <laughs> Is that uh, Mr. Burns, the wealthy raconteur, what makes coal out of babies? Burns <laughs> <laughs> the one. Yeah, actually, I think casting-wise, this episode really worked. Like, Lisa as uh, Sherlock Holmes. Um, wait, no. Just a Sherlock Holmes. A detective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot yep. what the job was. <laughs> Liza... Someone yeah. was her name. And Dr. Bartley. And Dr. Bartley. I do it. love the easily amazed sidekick. What's this? A doorknob? Well, I'll be. <laughs> I kind of wish they had a bit few more digs at that. That was a good <laughs> setup. I, re- I really got a laugh out of Yeah, it would have been a pretty good recurring joke. Mm-hmm. A recurring joke that I liked that ended up being, yeah, the foil of the police officers was the eel pie as well. Yeah, I like how that's in as a joke, so you don't think it's a plot point. You just think it's, ah, oh, boy, we British sure eat crap. Yeah. I enjoy whenever they bury the lead like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's that whole extent 
extended thing of him trying to like ram the eel back down his throat. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. Police baton. <laughs> Actually, I saw the creepiest thing on like I followed this Twitter feed like nature is fucked or something. I asked you not to talk about my tape. <laughs> <laughs> no, nature is fucked, not David. Oh. <laughs> it's showing like a generated x-ray of how an eel's mouth works because they've got a two-jaw system and seriously it's like the fucking alien. Like They've got the main jaw which latches down on their prey and then the little one that starts like coming out and biting them and shit. Damn. Yeah, eels are fucking fucked. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, nature, you creepy bastard. <laughs> uh, anything else we want to mention from this section? Great, like, payoff of gags where they're fitting the Halloween model of being a bit gross and a bit nasty, but not being... I don't know, just sort of like crass or mm, like yeah. gutter-y, like the whole thing where, what are the two, the names of the two cops? Eddie and Lou. Eddie and Lou, thank you. Yeah, and they were saying like, Eddie never would have sold me out like this. It's like, that's because you cut out his tongue. Uh-huh. He's right, Eve. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. yeah. And my last notes on this is that when they go to like the shop of curiosities, just has a sign that says, we have stuff in jars. <laughs> uh, oh, I liked um, Comic Book Guy's End as well and mm. how he like reaches for the life potion that lands on the stool. And <laughs> he just kind of takes off Disney style. Well, I'm going to be in pictures, I tells you. Yeah. And actually, in the end of the very last segment, Mo is dancing with the little stool as oh. well. Very cute. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Good wholesome stool good stuff. Good to see Mo mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. And then we get a steampunk hanging Curtis. Yeah, I didn't like the ending at all, like I gotta say. I thought it was fine. It was just a way of touching base with the sort of overarching thing they had and a way of just like ending that thread. You know, mm. it's like we don't need the Jack the Ripper thing. We don't want to let him get away. So let's remember yeah. him for his police work and not the murders. <laughs> Again, from hell. It's again, it's a good movie, I think. It's definitely not a very good movie, but it's an okay movie. Go and watch it. No, I remember really liking it at the time. It inspired me to write a short story in year twelve that oh, really? I won a small award for. <laughs> so nice. Because I ripped off from hell. <laughs> oh, that's better than when I was in year ten advanced English and I read a story that ripped off the butterfly effect. My it, boy, you it, understand me. And it got me a C. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, every single English essay for me from uh, year 10 onwards had a Pink Floyd reference. No shit. Nice. Yeah. Don't remember how, but I did a lot. Was your story just a baby strangling itself in the womb with no context? Was that it? Wasn't that the alternative cut they pulled out of cinemas? <laughs> That's the one I saw. I didn't see the cinema one. Oh, the no cinema shit. one was just like, oh, everything sort of worked out fine. I saw the baby womb ending. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Deep wow. cut. Spoilers for the butterfly effect. Yeah, spoiler alert for the deleted scenes of <laughs> Available on the DVD of that's the Butterfly a, that's Effect. That's a deep cut right there. Oh. You, uh, <laughs> Such a deep cut, it's a cesarean. <laughs> oh, I want to burn that no, joke. No, I need a Kavokian. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the only thing I didn't like about the ending was just sort of the double cop out of the alien popping the balloon and then it was all a dream, but it also wasn't a dream. Oh, uh, Ralphie, are you just high on opium? Mm. I just thought that was funny because, like, I like the way The Simpsons references the sort of hallucinogenic animation of, you know, like Yellow Submarine or mm. whatever. So yeah. I kind of like it when they just indulge in that for a few seconds. Yeah, sure. And again, it was quick. If you didn't like it, it was done. Yeah, same with OPOs. Quick and done. <laughs> I felt like I had another line. Oh, I didn't really like the whole them finding Selma's body. Oh, she's all pale and bloated. And <laughs> yeah. Ah, it was only five minutes ago. Ah. It was a stinker. Oh, she's ugly. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, and the Peter Pan bit was a bit weird. (laughs) (laughs) If you were to rank this segment in this segment alone, what would you give it? 
Hmm. Because I did like this one story-wise, but I think jokes-wise is where I'm a little let down. Just it, as many didn't land as in the first one. I'm going to follow your old guts and say bronze. Damn it. I had fun with the accents. It's a silver. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it a bronze as well. Like, Although, like, yeah, I'm going to say this was my least favourite, it still it wasn't a participant bad, and I think it is still a bit of the effect of Treehouse of Horror 25. Yeah. It's still fresh in the mind. It lingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it follows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why haven't they done that one yet? Oh, my God. Because it's about it's a like... monster that fucks people to death. <laughs> It's, it, no, it's literally just Hans Molman walking around behind people very gradually. Can I get you? <laughs> you have my wallet. They shoot him in the leg. Oh, another minor setback. Yeah. <laughs> and the final segment of this Treehouse of Horror, in the belly of the boss, they're doing like a journey to the center of the earth. Fantastic voyage. That one. Mm. <laughs> what am I? Th- what was that one? Journey, journey to the center of the earth is where they go to the middle of the earth and it's actually hollow and it's full of dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah. And rather than it being like a human body, then the analogy there is that when they say journey to the center of the earth, they mean the literal earth. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was halfway through saying it's like, nope, that's not right. <laughs> Fantastic voyage. Yeah. What do we think? Yes, it was good. <laughs> yes. I, had, I had fewer notes on this one, but... Uh... I did as well, but probably the key note was just when they established that... Maggie has been shrunk down. Mm-hmm. She's in a pill that Mr. Burns has eaten. And so now they have to shrink the Simpsons family down, get them inside Mr. Burns's body to rescue Maggie. Great premise. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that they established this was having Mr. Burns on an operating table and drawing on his stomach <laughs> lines all the way down <laughs> with a little drawing of Maggie with X's for eyes. Yeah. And my note there was, now that's a dead baby joke. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you play that. With Mr. Burns going, that felt pen feels like a knife. <laughs> <laughs> there was some very good Mr. Burns in this as well. Like, <laughs> I think the line we all got a chuckle out of when after Homer just palms the dashboard and like the explosion. Uh, make sure we get there super fast. I'll just mash all the buttons with my palm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the explosion goes off in the stomach and that beautiful line delivery that I'm scared to touch. It was too beautiful. Well. That hurt like hell. <laughs> <laughs> Just so dry and so... <laughs> the man can take a lot of punishment. <laughs> he really can. He's been, like, crushed everything but his head and survived. <laughs> He's had this happen to him and survived. He's been shot by a baby. Yep. <laughs> had felt pen drawn on him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a tough old man. There's yeah. something to be said for the pacing where even the punchline of a joke can just be a cut to Lisa's blank face. Yeah. Just a deadpan expression can do the job. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, look, I think the thing that surprised me most about this one is that it seems like every show does a fantastic voyage, shrink, later, yeah. shrink them down, yeah. go into the system. Like, yeah, Rick and Morty, who we've mentioned a few times tonight, yep. that was like their second episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Archer. Oh, Which I yeah. Guess, oh, yeah. Uh, which I guess makes more sense with something like Rick and Morty because it has the trappings of a sci-fi show, yeah. whereas yeah. like with everyone else, it's just one of those like cultural touchstones. Mm. But even here, it feels a little bit like it's a bit of a boomer touchstone, though, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. like if you were, you know, like doing a Logan's Run reference now, I'm not <laughs> sure that it would land with as much, like, you know, veracity as you, with as much relevance as you expect that it would. Yeah. Yeah, Simpsons did it, Logan's Run. Yeah, exactly. Very quickly. 
Kill the Gator and Run, where oh, the yeah. woman has a jewel in her palm. I was like, no, I'm only 25. Yeah. <laughs> Gets replaced with <laughs> the new younger, younger model. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure Family Guy then did at some point as well. Ah, I'm sure. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Oh, yeah. And just remembering Futurama also did a great, fantastic voyage. One of my favorite episodes, Parasites Lost, where Fry yes. gets the worms from the egg sandwich. Oh, the yeah. reason why I eat Surfo egg sandwiches. <laughs> In the hopes you become a perfect being. <laughs> but the irony of like doing Logan's Run references is that if you're old enough to know what it means, you'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> you make the Logan's Run reference and the jewel goes off. Oh, fuck, <laughs> oh shit, I did it. <laughs> outed myself. Um, so it's not like they did anything new with the premise, I don't think, but I think it was, yeah, The Simpsons doing this trope and it was fine. Yeah, they ran into it pretty quick because even then there's no justification as to why the Simpsons are going into the body instead of experts. But it's just like, shut up, we're doing this, let's go. Yeah. yeah. No, even they rushed the whole, like, Maggie going in. Like, I, th- yeah. I kind of thought there would have been a moment of her being spotted before it got shrunk, but the reveal was that they heard her pacifier somehow. Again, shut up, we're doing this, let's go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do like the lineup of uh, Homer's like, Captain and Science Officer, Security, Marge! <laughs> her best line. Yeah. A lot of good quality vintage Marge mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. What do we think about her slowly losing her clothing? Like? I really love the line of these white blood cells are eating my clothes. Oh my god, I admit they know when to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's fine. I get yeah. the reference you're making. But again, like, we're talking about a McCarthy era movie. <laughs> like, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Censorship's come a little bit of a way by then. <laughs> That's it. I mean, yeah, it was gazy, but that was kind of the point. You know, this was 10 years ago, so it was pre Game of Thrones, but like, HBO existed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had seen breasts on television. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but HBO and Game of Thrones would usher in the era of the dong. Yeah. <laughs> now you can only see butts on cable. <laughs> um, and the ending as well. Like, did this seem familiar to anybody? <laughs> Whatever, and doing a big dance number and all the previous. Uh, Before that. Oh. Oh, the bit with uh, they're doing a big musical number with Homer expands in Mr. Burns' body. Yeah. Again, that man can take some punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Just that, yeah, Homer being in Mr. Burns' body, yeah, felt like a. Did it feel like a throwback to the old Treehouse of Horror? Where they're sewn together two head style? Yeah. Um, or where they're turned inside out and they do a musical number at <laughs> the end. Yeah, they like doing a horrific musical number. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, when they started this, I got you under my skin bit, I didn't like it until it became like a bigger number. Okay. Like, and okay, even then, I still didn't like it. I didn't like it, but I'm like, oh, I'm now a little more into it now. <laughs> no, I thought it was just as much of a cop-out as the other ending, actually. Mm. I did like the version because I like Latin music, but also I got you under my skin is annoying. (laughs) (laughs) My only other note from this is, again, it's like moving through the paces of the story to just sort of get through it and get to the jokes. But Mm -hmm. I really do like the fact that Maggie was the extra weight that they needed. (laughs) (laughs) The exact amount of weight. Mm Damn you, five-pound baby. Any other notes from this section? No, nah, it's a little bit forgettable. Hey, like, it may be giggle at the time, but other than that, it's like, it's, yeah. you can certainly say this, it was The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. I think it was more about the voyage than it was the comedy. Yeah, I think Homer had one too many of those dumb making the ship go fast moments. Yeah. yeah. Like, there should have only been one, there was two. Yeah, the initial one where he goes into the heart and he's like, help me, science. That one yeah. I didn't like, but I liked the mashing the palm one. Well, that mm. does make me wonder why he ate Mr. Burns' ribs, because that's just bone. 
There's no meat there. What is he doing? Yeah, yeah. He's a fundamental misunderstanding of how ribs work. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, not after he ate them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you were ranked this segment, this segment alone, what would you give it? Bronze. Yeah, bronze. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's bronze. All right. <laughs> time for a mini spooky questionnaire. Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? A fantastic amount. Voyage. <laughs> <laughs> nice theremin. It's got a voice Thank filter on it. <laughs> I was going for Mentok, the mind taker. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, deep cut. Yeah, yeah. boy. <laughs> How was the parody of this episode? Yeah, <laughs> solid. Like, and especially in comparison, like this was a parody episode. Mm. The yeah. other episode was a list of things. Yeah, yeah. Each one was a parody of another thing, not necessarily horror, but mm. classics solid. within horror ideas. Though, like the yeah. idea of shrinking oneself down and, and you know yeah. how do you stop that or do you just become part of it that's a classic going inside the body mm-hmm. jack the ripper like yeah. yeah they're classics that we will probably still be going back to yeah. for a long time so in that way besides one or two rosie o'donnell gags like it's still <laughs> relevant you know yeah. like i don't have to have seen the dead zone to appreciate what's going on in ned's episode no and i haven't and like mm. now i'm sort of a bit more keen to check it out yeah yeah and i think it's always good when you're like oh this is based on a thing oh i might check that out yeah. That's well, always more fun. Well, kind of like Fantastic Voyage, you know, you sort of see a lot of shows doing the one premise, and you're like, oh, it's a thing? Okay, well, just for the oh. relevancy. Same with, like, a premonition story, mm-hmm. yeah. Actually, I remember, so my mum, like, used to love horror movies when she was younger, but she mm-hmm. saw too many, like, scary ones in the cinema, and she's kind of been put off them as a result of that but she always used to talk in quite reverent tones about a movie called the fury and she was just like the fury was one of the scariest things that i'd ever seen and i knew nothing about it i found it i looked it up i watched it it's a good movie i recommend it but i also laughed through a lot of it (laughs) not just because it's a little bit dated but because it is exactly the movie that Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is pointing <laughs> so much of its jokes at. Like, oh, there wow. are so many direct pulls that end up in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place oh, that nice. it's, it's insane. So please watch both of those if you haven't already. Oh, it happens with The Simpsons as well. Like, uh, I can't fucking think of what episode that I'm thinking of. What, uh, You know what I am thinking of right now? I showed a friend of mine who'd never seen The Godfather, The Godfather, mm-hmm. And she couldn't take it seriously because she'd seen Jane Austen's Mafia like 50 times. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, oh my God, that's exactly how that, like, because they stole shots and like did things exactly the same. Like it was a really true parody film. One of Jeff Bridges' last as well. So Uh, not Jeff Bridges. I was about to say. I was about to say, like, what happened today that I missed? Lloyd Bridges. That's the one. Valet. Horror. How was the horror? I mean, everyone gets nuked. (laughs) <laughs> that's true Jack the Ripper rips yeah he stabs a bunch of sex workers yeah uh-huh. yeah. and, and a comic to, book guy to quote Invader Zim it was good you did great <laughs> <laughs> it was fine quick diversion have either of you seen the Invader Zim thing yeah. yeah what'd you think it's, it's pretty good yeah I dug it yeah, um, yeah it, it just gave me everything that I wanted out of mm-hmm. Zim it yeah. didn't just feel like it was you know referencing what it used to be it was just doing what it used to do and doing Pretty it much. well. So it wasn't like, oh, my God, exceptional. It was just some good Zim. Yep. Oh, okay, good. more Zim. It's been 20 years since that happened. Exactly. And give mm. me more of Richard Horvitz doing that voice oh, any yeah. day. Forever. <laughs> there you go, fans. That was the follow-up to BT uh, because one of our previous guests, Danny, like absolutely trashed it on the podcast. And What? So we had yeah. another one who really liked it. So. Yeah. Danny, I'm so sorry. Like, that, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a lot of build-up to be disappointed by. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> to his 
his credit, he did say he wasn't sure if it was actually bad or just he didn't have that sense of humor in him anymore. That's possible. Uh, That's very possible. It's extremely immature, and I am still that guy. It's still (laughs) wacky, weird, very random humor. Yeah, it's just like it's just slightly dark and very screamy, and that's very me. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but they do a good bit of explaining where they've been all this time by saying Zim was just hiding in a toilet. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. (laughs) Oh, like Rocco's modern life, how they've just been floating in space all these years, and the remote to get back home was stuck in Heifer's butt. (laughs) I haven't watched that yet. I'm terrified. No, it's very good. It's very, very good. Because my God, Rocco, I think is responsible for a lot of my like psychological neuroses. <laughs> that show is fucked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's great, right? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't speak more highly of that. That was yeah, joy to watch. Cool. But speaking of watching, yes or no? Would you watch this episode again? Yeah. Yeah, yes. I probably would. Yeah, I'd watch this one again easily. BT, we must ask you: Is there anything you'd like to change? Hmm. I mean, a couple of those jokes fall flat. A few more jokes in the final segment, because even though I enjoyed the ride, there wasn't a whole lot of laughs to be had. But yeah, mostly it's pretty solid. Again, these are structured with actual through lines and stories and things. And for a mystery, it's actually got some misdirection in it. And that's pretty mm. good for a seven minute mystery. Yeah. You know? So uh, yeah, not too much. Just little little tweaks, but uh, not nothing massive. All right. David, what would you like to change? I'm now realizing as well that it's hard to sit outside. Oh, it's rather, it's really easy to sit outside of the the writer's joke room and, you know, sort of go, yeah. oh, this didn't work, this didn't work, that worked, that was great, mm-hmm. and to, you know, like individually critique each joke. But honestly, I don't think I'd change anything about this episode just because they've they fit the brief yeah. so well. <laughs> and it's just an enjoyable episode of our lives. And <laughs> I'm glad I watched it, and I probably would again. Yeah. Yeah, other than the story things that I've already mentioned, like, I wish there was more solid ending for the, what was it, four beheadings and a funeral. That's really the title of it? Interesting. Yeah, little... <laughs> no one was thought... even beheaded, were they? No. No, oh, wait, hang on, stabbed. hang on. There was the, the, the Flanderses were beheaded. There was three yeah. of them. Oh, that, was, that yeah. was unrelated. It was unrelated, true. <laughs> that was weird. Why was it just called, like, From Heck or something? Okay, <laughs> fuck it. This episode's a failure. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to rank this thing, and it's BT's turn to go first. Because hmm. I did go silver, bronze, bronze. That should make it an easy bronze. And yeah, I'm going to have to go with the bronze. I wanted to give it a little higher, because I feel like I had a pretty good time on this, but just in retrospect and... Pulling it apart and analyzing, I guess I just that's as high as I can go, which I wish I had more in me. I really do. Yeah, well, uh. I'm, I mean, I will, because <laughs> I, I kind of do grade Treehouse of Horrors on a curve, mm. uh, because they are a bit sillier and a bit wackier, and you, I mean, they are designed to be parodies of either just general pop culture or horror. And curves are spookier. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, like, this feels more silver to me, even though, yeah, I went the same. I went silver, bronze, bronze. Yeah, I felt like silver sort of more matches my overall feelings. You know what? He's right. Curves are spooky. Have you ever seen a, a square ghost? No. <laughs> no, you have You've not. You've got it. Yeah. Mac, you think. Yeah. Oh, and I'm just going to bump anything up an extra metal grade because they included the Perfect Strangers theme. <laughs> Especially Perfect Strangers. Probably a participant show. Going to get a bronze for the theme. <laughs> David. It's a proper Cockney flower called Blimey. <laughs> Skip to me, Lou. This is a comfortable silver for me, I think. I'm trying to decide if I want to pump this up now. Because I did really love that line. Is that enough, though? Let me try saying it out loud. I give this a silver. Go on, give I it a give whack up the apples and pears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with a silver. 
You that, are? That feels hey, okay. There we Just go. Just the more I think about it, like, I had a good enough time. Surely that's enough. See, I changed the course of future. I was <laughs> oh, in no. a dead zone. <laughs> I am the Cronenberg mastermind. I do reserve <laughs> the right to blurt something out later. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll equal a unanimous silver. Nice. Maybe. And this will be the third Treehouse of Horror to get a unanimous silver. It'll be joining Treehouse of Horror XII 12 from season 13, which actually wasn't unanimous. That got gold, silver, silver, bronze. So that was silver by split decision. So Wait, which one's in that? The Pierce Brosnan house. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was and earlier the, than this. Yeah, and the huh. um, the Wizards parody. the Yeah, the Harry Potter the parody. The Frog Prince. Oh, every <laughs> moment I live is agony. That's the one. Flack. <laughs> I actually thought that the um, School as Hell was borderline a better Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll also be joining a controversial pick for a unanimous silver, I might add. A really? lot of people have been angry at us for this. Treehouse of Horror 7. Ah, that's right. I remember this one. This is the one with Hugo, Mm -hmm. Bart's brother in the attic. I like that one. Also, the Genesis tub with Lisa in the little town Mm -hmm. around the buzz collar in the tooth. And Citizen Kang, Bob Dole and Bill Clinton one with Kang and Kodos. I like that one. Do people not like that one? No, no. They think uh, we were too harsh on it. But I think the justification was it was like a... Gold, silver, silver, overall silver kind of thing. Well, I remember my justification at the time was Hugo and Genesis Tub were actually a lot worse than I remembered, but they were Mm. still bronze. They were still okay. But then Citizen Kang is just like one of the best individual segments. But Mm. as an overall package, yeah, silver sort of felt like an apt rating. But yeah, Yeah. people have like... Because Genesis Hub, not really that much happens. (laughs) No, and it's really jokeless. Mm. And there's just nothing in this world that is more, you know, important and relevant to get angry about right now than the opinion of three white dudes on a 20-year-old episode of The Simpsons. That's right. That's Who right. do they think they are? Who do we think we are? And if are? you want to express that anger, hit us up at Twitter or Facebook and now Instagram. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Well, that does it for the teens era. It's time that you earned the classic Treehouse of Horror. And we're going almost near to the start. We're, we're watching the second Treehouse of Horror. Which one's this one? We'll find out. I can't remember. I actually feel like this could be bad. I don't know yet. (laughs) Could this be a trap? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that would be a pretty spooky thing to do. It would (laughs) indeed be a disturbing universe. Yeah, and you are made out of curved lines. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final Treehouse of Horror that is see the inning. This was season three. <laughs> I'm just going with it. <laughs> they know what time of night it is. It's evening. It's the spooky hour. Mm. This was season three, episode seven, Treehouse of Horror 2. Aye, aye. First released in October of 1991. It was directed by Jim Reardon. Wow. Re- uh, fucking hell, the directors tonight. Fucking Matthew Vaughan and Jim Reardon. <laughs> and this was written by... Al Jean, Mike Reese, Jeff Martin, George Meyer, Sam Simon, and John Schwartzwelder. Yeah, this is a classic treehouse of horror where they eat too much candy and they each have three nightmares. I know, three nightmares. How unlikely. I'd like to see that. We did. How was it? (laughs) Fantastic. It was good. Yeah, I had a real fun nostalgia trip with this one. Definitely. Very, very classic treehouse of horror. Mm. I really love... And what I missed about the other horrors, the other Treehouse of Horrors, 
is Marge's trigger warning. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. came like, you know, 28 years before that was in vogue. Yeah. Just Marge coming out and going, oh, this is all a bit much. <laughs> uh, the second we open on a red curtain, I'm like, yeah. So good. <laughs> well, yeah, because they only did it for the first three or four, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, she's got a good bit on this one. It's like, well, last year we told you not to watch if you had small children, but you did it anyway. Yeah. So maybe don't do it. Just put them to send them to bed and... Well, if you didn't listen last time, I guess you're not going to listen this time. Exactly. It it fits Marge to a T. And I guess like they couldn't have done that for 33 House of Horrors no. running because <laughs> the joke would have run dry. But mm-hmm. haven't they all? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is another interest, like because they did set up a lot of traditions in this one as well, which because the Treehouse of Horror thing was originally to include Kang of Kodos in each one, mm-hmm. and oh. that became more and more difficult to do over time to the yeah. point in season 16 where it's just a little sitcom sting at the start of it. <laughs> and the other tradition that was started in this one was the credits having alternate names for everybody. Yeah, yeah a tradition which they say they begrudgingly keep up to this day. <laughs> Slowly things went from, ha, huh, that's such a funny idea, to, uh, I guess... Oh, one of the most recent ones. Um, oh, that fucking Homer robot in the background does move. That, no. That is not okay. <laughs> you never told me that happened. That fucking thing moved. But no one even touched it. That's, no. <laughs> really? Yes. It just did a whole little thing. It did a... No, this is not okay. I'm calling the cops. <laughs> oh, just you like- know what will happen. The cops will come around and go, uh, Mr. Malloy, this is, just a, this is just a figure. It's a robot. It can't hurt you. And then later that night, it's in your room. I come on. It. You know how this happened. <laughs> I think I did a treehouse of horror that was very similar to yeah. it. <laughs> the doll's trying to kill me and the toaster's laughing at me again. <laughs> Damn toaster. <laughs> All right. And this is one of the rare treehouse of horrors, especially early ones, tended to do this, which was actually have the segments wrapped around and have a story in them. Mm. Like Treehouse of Horror is named for the first one where they yeah. told spooky stories in the treehouse. Yep. And and, it's just a framing device. Yeah. And this one being told with the nightmares and the candy. And I thought that was really, yeah, nice. Mm. Yep. Succinct. You get it right into it and boom. Made me immediately want to rewatch Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the first one? Yeah. Not yeah. the dream catchers uh, look, and the I've dream gotta warriors. Go, I've got to go deep into that saga yet, but I know people who have who yep. are very glad that they did. And so I feel <laughs> I like have, I should. I would not say I'm glad. Every, <laughs> every even numbered one is shit. I, Interesting. I have interviewed Robert Englund. Oh, I wow, have nice. spoken on the phone with the guy. Nice. What? <laughs> he is... Not PC. Oh. <laughs> I am not surprised. <laughs> I saw him on an episode. Have you guys seen the show Come Dine With Me? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My ex's dad was on it. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knew someone that was on Come Dine With Me? I have the weirdest six degrees, <laughs> my dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's not much to say about the wraparounds, but if you've got anything to say. Uh, now. If you don't uh, like it, go to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit with the kids passing outside of the front of uh, the Simpsons house and they have, they're have dressed up like the ghosts from Peanuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. A quick little reference there. Man, like good eye for the details here. I've, oh. I've developed it over all these years. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me as well. The other tradition that was started in this one is the gravestone jokes, which... Mm. I think, yeah, went up to, like, Treehouse 8 or 9 or something. I thought Bambi's mum was a nice hardcore <laughs> intro like to Cajun it. cooking. It's like, oh, don't tell me that's Aww. dead. That's delicious. <laughs> it's alive and well. It's because of Cajun-Vietnamese hybrid cooking. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, there's a real good episode of Ugly Delicious on that <laughs> shit. Oh, I didn't finish the Come Dine With Me story. <laughs> um, so they did, like, a celebrity Come Dine With Me, and Robert England was on it, mm. and... 
for his entree, he made tuna melts and like with way too much tuna and like they just looked disgusting and he like used like basic packet tasty cheese as well and he's oh, I thought I'd make something for people th- that I like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fair I guess. I'm just curious if he's on television did he use Freddy's catchphrase you're on prime time now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet he did. I don't remember the one thing I stuck out in my memory was that, you know, all these other people would like make really exquisite entrees, you know, with carpaccio and venison and, you know, three syllable things, you know, (laughs) (laughs) not a three syllable thing like a tuna melt. (laughs) You had to make a pizza full of screaming faces. A la number four, I want to say. Maybe it's five. Shit, you come to play, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch this series for fun. It was research. Uh, the main thing I remember from the interview was I asked him what his favorite kill from the entire Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. cycle All was. Right. And he said, oh, I liked it in, I can't remember which one. It was probably like five or something mm-hmm. like that. When he killed the deaf kid, because I liked that he was going for a special needs kid because he's an equal opportunities killer. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yep. yep. Thanks, fair. Robert Englund. Fair. <laughs> Showing your age. <laughs> Just a little. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. First segment, Lisa's Nightmare, the monkey paw. Mm-hmm. I wish for you guys to tell me your thoughts. <laughs> That's kind of a waste of a wish. But, uh... <laughs> All right. My thoughts. I think Elliot's a dick. <laughs> oh, no. The, back, the twist. <laughs> the ironic twist. <laughs> I never wanted to know the truth. <laughs> No, thoroughly great. I took trust Lisa to go for some vintage horror, because I know this is, is a Twilight Zone episode, but I'm pretty sure it was like a story before that. I mean, the whole thing was a Twilight episode. Oh, yeah. Twilight for Zone real, episode, right? right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. This is, like I said, this is one of my favorite <laughs> part bits. Um, but man, just even before we get to the monkey's ball, there's some great jokes of, uh, you know, the guys doing the yoga poses and Bart's like, I can do that. I just don't wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Serious Simpsons broke my brain hours. Good old vintage Bart. Yeah. And one of my genuine favorites of... Homer, where'd you get that monkey's ball? I got it from that shop over there. Oh, wait, it's over there. (laughs) You'll be sorry. (laughs) And yeah, there's a massive animation error in there where the little shopkeeper mouthy, it doesn't move. There's a couple of those (laughs) across the episode, actually, which I think makes it even better. Like, I love that they left it there. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, good old dodgy old Simpsons animation. It might have even just been, ah, uh, oh, look, it's a bit weird. He, he looks over the shop and nothing happens. Like, why don't we chuck a voice in? All right, sure. What's that say? You'll be sorry. <laughs> yeah, I like to think it was almost like they recorded the voiceover already and they animated for, you know, like the director or whatever said, they animated it for without that extra little bit and then afterwards just went, nah, screw it, put it in. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the thing as well. Why did he have it on the table if he, yeah, just stressed that he doesn't buy it? <laughs> uh, maybe it's one of those things where you stashed away, but it just keeps coming back. Oh, the uh, th- stupid ironic twists. Yep. They get you every time. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I would want is to pass this monkey paw into... Oh! <laughs> Damn you, monkey paw! Oh, he wished the monkey paw to have an item that people would constantly want to buy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he's cursed with an eternity of monkey paws. <laughs> Again, weird literary thing of like, I was once president of Algeria. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you could read into that or not. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, Homer, of course, confusing Morocco with Monaco. But there was a lot of, like, Homer's mild racism that kind of bled into the construction of the episode of all of the, like, Moroccan characters just sort of going, in a sort of, like, South Park-esque kind of fashion. 
Yeah, the, one of the notes that I did reading researching for this episode was Hank Azaria was to, uh, asked to do Arabic gibberish oh, for this. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, of course he was. It's not like they had money back then. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny as well that Hank Azaria is like the one from the cast who's come out and said, hey, look, you know, I think I probably was in the wrong when back in the day he was just sort of like, I'll yeah. do any race you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, it was a different world, let's be fair. <laughs> well, also we reviewed YOLO, which is only a few years old, and he was doing the most generic Latinx character with the most uh, generic yeah, Latinx that. voice. <laughs> I mean, I even I saw that you guys reviewed an episode called YOLO and it's like, I can skip that. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> I really like in this how they're... I gotta assume they're being self-referential about their own their success. Their fame, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially like all the shirts and the albums and stuff. Because Fucking Simpsons Calypso just wanders into my brain every now and then going, man, smart. <laughs> a woman is smart. I'm like, this is awful. Get out. <laughs> the joke is that it's awful. I, I know. Don't I, know. I get it as a joke. It's just every how now and then, out of nowhere, wanders in. How close to do the Bartman was this episode? A year or two after. Yeah, there because, you go. Yeah, that came out with the Simpsons singing the blues, which is a bad cash-in album, mm-hmm. which has, yeah, the Simpsons singing along with either famous songs or bad original ones. What do you mean cash-in? We're talking about people <laughs> who played the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they had that song by DJ Jazzy Jeff, Deep Deep Trouble, which is mm. so. Uh, Simpsons sing the blues. It just reeks of douche chill, and <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a lesser Chef Aid. <laughs> oh, well, it was because like Chef Aid at least sort of had a mix of original songs, new up and coming bands mixed with some established artists, and also like them doing versions of songs that had appeared in the show. Yeah, and it yeah. tied to the in an episode as well. It yeah. wasn't just here some stuff. Bye bye bye. And also some legitimate fucking bangers and I will die on this hill. <laughs> yeah. One place where you can get System of a Down playing a song with Mace Puffy and Little Kim. And Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> oh, that's right. Surrounded by the colours. You see thought of the Black exact same song that I did and yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> I actually had a note about South Park in this section. What was it? Oh, the whole twist with the aliens, you know, the peace on earth thing, mm-hmm. and now they've disarmed themselves. Yeah, South Park went to rip this off, but then they had a classic one of their moments where a writer piped up, oh, just like how Simpsons did it. Motherfucker. God damn it. <laughs> Years later, they were speaking to some of the writers of The Simpsons and they mentioned this event. Oh, we were going to do the whole mm. Earth disarms and then aliens take them over thing. And like, we found out you did it, so we didn't. And they're like, oh, we actually did that again a few years later in another treehouse of horror yep. with the zombies. They get rid of guns and then yeah. the zombies come up and. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they take them over with cunts. So Simpsons ripped off themselves, mm-hmm. uh, but also Family Guy did their storyline as well in Daboom. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving the quizzical face to, like, <laughs> I don't remember this episode. It was off the a top weird, non-canonical, but didn't announce itself as such, where Stewie mutates into octopus people and they burn all their guns before they show up. Oh, yeah, no, this is way past my time. So, like, I owned, I think, the first seven seasons of Family Guy on DVD <laughs> and I'm so hurt just saying that into the microphone. Pretty sure the episode was in the, in the first run before yeah, they got yeah. cancelled. So Really? Well, sure. no, because the storyline hinged on Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, the apocalypse due to Y2K. But no, I owned Family Guy up until season 10 and then I 
it took a long time, but um, I think it was the Muslim episode that eventually was like, nope, this show's fucked. <laughs> Jesus. Even just those three words is enough. Yeah. <laughs> Back to this one. Uh, any other notes about the monkey's paw? Yeah, I, I like the Bobby the Nail speech. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> beautiful stuff. Yeah, total like, ah, oh, the hubris of man. Yeah. <laughs> They'll have a bigger board well, with bigger nails. They really leaned heavily into, to quote some webcomic that I can't recall, the me and play God trope of sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> me and play God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was uh, a webcomic that did caveman science fiction. Yeah. And all of it was like, fire burn. Fire won't burn me. And then him being on fire going, me and play God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll have a me and play God later <laughs> on in the episode as well. Another thing I liked here is... It's a very early Simpsons cliche of Bart and Lisa arguing with each other. Yep. Peace on Earth. X-ray specs. Peace on Earth. It reminds me of Cool Mo D. Ariel. Cool Mo D. Ariel. Yeah. Nice. Um, I like when <laughs> they get rich and all this money's flowing around and a $1 bill floats by the camera for the transition. <laughs> it's like, they're rich, but they're not rich. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love Marge's line of, maybe fame and fortune aren't as bad as people say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love it as well, though, having their first experience as them going out into the world, and they're already having people go, oh, I used to be... Uh, uh, Amused by their antics. Yeah. Now I wish they were dead. <laughs> <laughs> used to be cute and funny. Now I find them annoying. And now let's finally end it with, I uh, just want a turkey sandwich, and I don't want any <laughs> zombie turkeys. I don't want to turn into a turkey myself, and I don't want any other weird surprises. <laughs> the turkey's a little dry! Definitely that sort of tradition of Homer doing these incredibly, like, tragic speeches about yeah. <laughs> innocuous yeah. things. The only times when he's verbose is when he has these... He's in tragedy. Damn you! <laughs> Barks. <laughs> but yeah, foul, cursed, bane, what, demon from the depths of hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Well, remember, this is uh, technically in Lisa's imagination. So, Which uh, also will come up later in this episode with probably one of the best Mr. Burns lines that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I'm actually pulling up the Frinkiac now because I want to make sure that's well quoted. <laughs> oh, I've got it. <laughs> Locked, loaded, and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with notes. How about you guys? <laughs> Your superior intellect is no match for our puny weapons. <laughs> I love actually Quimby's line delivery. Now, now, I'm sure we can sort this out peaceful and reasonably. Ow. <laughs> Quimby. Quimby all the time. He's mm -hmm. so good. All right. Yes. <laughs> if you were to rank this segment and this segment alone, what would you give it? I'm on a goldish, but at the same time, I appreciate that maybe things that seem a little old to this simply from the fact that I've seen it and this isn't a surprise anymore whereas I think on initial viewing this would have been so out there and so different yeah um, I'm gonna settle around a gold I think <gasps> despite all my notes about it which feels weird which is why I'm pitching my voice at the end there David. Yeah, I'm also trying to like separate myself from the nostalgia goggles a little bit. It's tough, yeah. It's tricky. They do a lot, I guess. Yeah, well, there's, <laughs> there's, there's the two sides of it. There's nostalgia goggles, and there's also the simple fatigue of having seen it so many times and knowing exactly what happens. That's true. I, I couldn't actually give you you know, a realistic count of how many times I've seen this mm. episode, but it's more than thrice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would probably be sitting in the... High silver, I guess, because it's not like you know greatest of the greats, but it's it's super fun. Yeah, I'm just defaulting to gold right now because I really like the story ah! of this one, and it's just it's so damn iconic. Mm -hmm. This is just gonna sit in my you know middle of the road at four stars, <laughs> <laughs> lowest score ever, seven thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Second segment, Bart's nightmare. 
where we really get deep in the Twilight Zone. One references. of the hardest Super Nintendo games oh, yeah. you will ever play. It's a goddamn bastard. <laughs> so first cab off the rank that Rod Serling intro. Oh, my God. I just adore the... Did I mention the monster is a 10-year-old boy? <laughs> Quite a twist, huh? <laughs> Bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> delivery. Harry Shearer as well uh, stepped up to the plate for that uh, one. Oh, no it. shit. Just, yeah, wonderful. And so is this Twilight Zone fans? Is this based on an, uh, yeah. a specific one? I forget which episode it's called, but yeah, it's pretty much bang on. It's a kid in a small town who has powers to just change things at will and everyone right. kind of tiptoeing around that. And he turns his dad to a jacket, but back in the box. Oh, no shit. Yeah, but the dad dies. So. Oh, <laughs> no shit. He's just, he's just, because they, I mean, they didn't have the effects back then, but you cut to, like in this episode, uh, when he changes him, it just cuts to the shadow silhouette and someone screams, and then you just get a picture of his like still face rocking back and forth. Oh. It's, uh, I mean, that was the most they could do at the time, obviously, but well, everything else is implication, but he does a similar kind of, oh, this, is it a cat? He changes some animal. He's like, this is boring. I'm going to merge it with like a possum, and he does, and it's like, Everyone's like, oh, that's good. Look, I made a pigeon rat. <laughs> Something like that. I can't remember. But uh, they also remade it for the uh, 1990... So, no, I can't remember if it's 80s or 90s movie where they had a bit more of an effects budget and uh, pushed some of that shit harder to the wall. Well, actually, uh, the Twilight Zone movie, it just so happens that that was one Nancy Cartwright's first film role. Oh, and she was in this segment as well, playing someone called Ethel. That was not a good movie to be debuting on. <laughs> no. There's, there's a couple of other stars who didn't go too far after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's work. <laughs> it's a living except when it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, what, Yardley Smith is in uh, Maximum Overdrive? That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, more to the point was the people who didn't survive the set of Twilight, the movie. <laughs> that was more the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, lest we forget. But Bart's Nightmare was fun. <laughs> Hard game. Oh, yeah. Hard game. I'll give you a candy necklace. Climb aboard. That <laughs> was awesome because it was like a genuine interaction between Lisa and Bart. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just ticking like, the boxes of, oh, these two are siblings to fight with each other. It's like, oh, they're actually brother and sister and there's love there. And this is like, the dimension as well. It's like, I had a bad dream. Can I sleep with you? No. <laughs> yeah, that was the Lisa, it's your birthday of this episode. Yeah. Like, it was nice, you know? Yeah. Genuine sibling moment, which, yeah, where as much as we love the show, sometimes it forgets that they're eight and ten yeah. and they yeah. don't have eight and ten-year-old problems sometimes. And I feel like I've had that exact interaction with my younger sister at probably around the same age Aww. as well. It feels real, you mm. know? It's yeah. lovely as well <laughs> as being just a good joke in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really love this segment. Fuck, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, the snowball cat. That is an amazing art design. Oh, good. The curtains are on fire. (laughs) So good you do such awful things. (laughs) Yeah, I think the line that got me in this one was just that it's good that Bart did that. (laughs) Anytime we see anything weird, we just think it's good that Bart did that. (laughs) Very good. Yep. The one that kills me, and I didn't like notice it until yeah, I grew up and I knew what a boner was. But <laughs> the way they changed the test answers, and now America is called Bonerland. <laughs> but not only that, the quick joke of Dr. Marvin Monroe's office, where it says, uh, "In the proud country of Bonerland." On, on, <laughs> I missed I, that. Oh my gosh! The yeah. little callbacks. No, it's amazing. Okay, I gotta say, a line that always sticks out to me is when Bart gets on the bus. He's like, "Hey, auto, I'm driving." He's like, "Ah, no, can do." Oh wait, you're the kid with the gnarly powers. <laughs> And then when he's speeding along and Bart's like, come on, give it some gas. He's like, this is fun, isn't it? We're going <laughs> to die, aren't we? Just <laughs> just the horror of that, like, 
resigned almost acceptance of the terror of their situation yeah. always sticks with me. It always creeps me out just that little bit. This is you <laughs> saying in the last uh, episode we were talking about that Mr. Burns is your favorite character. Yeah. And I feel like mine is kind of still a tie between Dr. Nick and Otto because <laughs> they're just like, there's some depth to their characters, but they're mostly just in to go like, yeah. oh, do the stupid voice. Yeah. <laughs> but every now and then. rules. <laughs> every now and then you get a sponge. This is like something a sponge could do. <laughs> Again, another Harry Shearer. Oh, shit. Yeah. The man does voice as well. Dr. Nick, I'm guessing, is more of a That's Hank Azaria. Yeah. Yep. And, of course, speaking of Hank Azaria, I'm a stupid <laughs> moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and I like to kiss my own butt. When we talked about self-awareness before, this is doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because at this point, yeah, the Simpsons Mo prank call is just such a trope. And then... yeah. To turn it on its head and make it so... <laughs> he just goes along with it because he has to. Yeah. Yeah, I like to think that, yeah, he's either resigned to the routine or he's still being fooled into thinking, wait, is that part? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just think it's more that, like, at this point he knows that, like, he can't not go with the joke because yeah. Bart will do something <laughs> fucked <Yeah>. to him. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently, yeah, Hank Azari just absolutely detested this bit and fought the writers on it. Oh, it's really? like, this is too stupid. <laughs> and it's just like, yes, it is. And it it's is. wonderful. It's perfect. Why funny? <laughs> Maybe that explains modern Simpsons, because they're like, should I fight this bit? It seems stupid. No, no, no. The writers know what they're doing. <laughs> well, I was go- wrong that one time in season two. Let's go back to that bit in mm. Treehouse of Horror 25 when they're like, huh, your religious views were like deposed <laughs> by the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, again, Again, like having reference points, having yep. sort of like an intellectual framework to a joke doesn't make it work. Yeah. It just works. <laughs> Any other notes about this segment? Krusty is performing for 346 consecutive hours, which is 14.42 days. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks straight. I could do that. I just don't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> I know you can. That's okay. Yeah, well, you think about a lot of film shoots these days and it's like... Mm. <laughs> yeah, I worked at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival for a month. We worked 16-hour days mm. for a month straight. <laughs> the oh. weekends. Yeah, that was a mess. Jesus. I was taking advantage of. (laughs) Doing shows or? Oh, no, Lord, no. I was working in the press office of one of the venues, but like even still, it was a lot because you do your shift and then you drink and then see a show and then drink and see a show and drink and see a show (laughs) and then sleep a little bit before you repeated the whole thing. Oh, God. It was a lot. That month probably took years off your life. Oh, undoubtedly. (laughs) Years I never want back. (laughs) (laughs) Any other notes about this? Just how it ends with it all being a hug between Homer and Bart and, you know, yeah. sweetness. And that's when Bart does the standard scream, wake up. Yeah. that Yeah. The true horror was having mutual love between him and his father. <laughs> also, just remembering that being the cold cut to ads. And that mm. feels like a yeah. classic cut to the ads from The Simpsons, you know, like. In fact, that might be the origin of that standard scream that becomes the Bart wake up scream. Don't forget the standard, standard scream. scream. Ah! Yeah, this might be the first time that really happens. Well, I mean, it's important with these Treehouse of Horrors, like, I think we noticed in our reviews of the early ones is they'd have these wraparounds to make sure you knew you were still watching The Simpsons, even though mm. these were weird episodes. you got to take them out of the dream no, to exactly. show like, it's a dream. They fit within the structure of a season, even if they're not a traditional Simpsons episode. Exactly yeah. that. Like. That's it. And yeah, my final notes are just Homer as the jack-in-the-box. Homer, I see you agree with my theory. <laughs> no, I'm not nodding. It's the air conditioning. <laughs> 
wonderful and i think there was some great physicality to the jack in the box as well going mm. on the roller coaster yeah. and getting hit in the head with a baseball yeah 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 wonderful if you were to rank this segment this segment alone where would you give it i think it's got to be cubic for me because i love the episode it's based off of and i love this everything about this one is just ridiculous and fun me too cubic for me how about you where's it rank on the malloy scale yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, give it a little cheeky cubic. <laughs> All right, triple Q. Give it the Q to the power of three. Cubic cubed. Your line delivery then was like Auntie Donna's pud sketch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a little bit of pud. Oh, got a little bit of pud. You didn't say they'd be custard. <laughs> All right, and the final segment. Um, What's the title? Toilet trained. Oh, no, right. The first joke. No, there's, no title, there's no title on these ones. So. No, no, it's just Lisa's Nightmare, Bart's Nightmare, mm-hmm. and Homer's Nightmare. But yeah, are you going to toilet trained? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Homer's Nightmare. What do we think? Oh, my God. This one, I couldn't keep up with note taking. <laughs> Absolute gold. Yeah, just Mr. Burns fucking just mm-hmm. on fire. Perfect horror character to center any, oh, any totally. segment around. I'm just... always happy to wallow in his crapulence. <laughs> or so you think. Um, <laughs> but I just even love his exposition delivery. It's like, well, you know, I wanted the perfect worker, but I found out they were made of flesh, which is weak. So I took the flesh, which is weak, and replaced <laughs> with steel, which is strong. As you remember, flesh is weak. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, the delivery of that. It's like almost like a lecture or something. It's, it's yeah. exposition that made He's me laugh. unbelievable. He's oh, such an incredible voice actor. <laughs> Again, Harry Shearer. Yeah. <laughs> Slugger beds. Oh, <laughs> uh, and gold brickers. Yep. Meeny, meeny, my Ugh, him. <laughs> oh, man. Like and like I was saying about Fantastic Voyage is yeah doing the Frankenstein thing yeah it's a total trope at this point but mm-hmm. holy fuck they made it their own thing oh, yeah here. and bar one I'm also realizing that every single line that I wrote down that cracked for me was Cheerer every yeah. single one was Burns because mm-hmm. they just write him so well yeah. it's like they know that they have to overwrite this character and so they just nail it every time <laughs> yeah, just walking through the graveyard oh I feel like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who is a model employee? Simpsonville <laughs> Fencer. Yeah, or like you're a bad corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Stop scaring Smithers. <laughs> what feels like the one that was the deciding factor in putting this episode up in the first place is, damn it, man, this isn't rocket science, it's brain surgery. <laughs> now hand me that ice cream scoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that moment, there were like fucking 10 <laughs> jokes in the space of five seconds because yep. then he's humming If I Only Had yep. a Brain from Wizard of Oz. And then yelling, that fella with the radio shack said it was mad. <laughs> and they stopped to eat pizza. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and just him taking off Homer's head with the little basically pizza cutter yeah, as well. Yeah, it was a pizza cutter. <laughs> and oh, the sound his head cup makes as it hits the floor. <laughs> like, uh, oh, there is some excellent love in this segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the greatest breakthrough in the labor force since the Caddo Nine Tails. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, this is just brilliantly written. I just, I... Oh, it's just, it's rapid fire as well. The Mr. Burns line that I probably use in my own life more than any others, which when it was in the shinning, it was a callback to this moment of, if we come back to the house and everybody's dead, I owe you a cook. Oh my God, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, they're always just betting cokes. On yeah, I, I, I just like, I. that's the one that I use more than any from Mr. Burns. Uh, well, I can't look at a clock yeah, when it's at yeah. 11.45 without thinking, oh, 
come on, it's 11.45. <laughs> Again, it's... You said that like Moira Rose. <laughs> I just love that he's reading the time and it's fucking hilarious just in delivery. Yeah. Jesus, just... I'm now just realizing how much Moira Rose is basically Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, comedy K's as well. Fucking, <laughs> who wants to take this? I've I, got... <laughs> I didn't write it down, so if you got it in front of you, hit it. All right. I'm going to probably fuck it up just because, you know, it's a tongue twister, but you clinking, clattering cacophony of collagenous cogs and camshafts. <laughs> the fuck is collagenous and what's uh, a camshaft? The graining writers love their alliteration <laughs> so much. And also, like, Bojack Horseman picked up on that trend, too, and started doing very similar jokes. Oh, yeah, like, especially with Princess Carolyn. 100%. Who's... Yep. Uh, all, all her jargon, I can't remember any of it, but uh, anytime she's on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Collagenous. Uh, no results found. As in collagen? Oh, yeah, probably. Collagenous. Collagenous. Mm-hmm. And camshafts. I want to know what a camshaft is. Camshafts. It's going to be very engineery. Camshaft. The woman Ms. is. Shafter? <laughs> a shaft with one or more cams attached to it, especially one operating <laughs> the valves in an internal combustion engine. Well, now I know. Of course. And knowing is half the something. <laughs> um, anything else you want to mention about this section? A little nice little throwaway willy line of, wouldn't better be turtle in that mud puddle. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Homer's job as the grave digger as well. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, Willie would be the gravekeeper otherwise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's gravekeeper Willie, yeah. He's the groundskeeper. <laughs> Keeps but- all the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's his night job, apparently. <laughs> but, yeah, what's the job that Lisa thought that Homer would be perfect for, but then changed her mind when she saw you need to run an ultrasonic lithotriptor? I mean, you're the one in front of Google. <laughs> How hard can it be? <laughs> I tried to look it up when we were watching well, it, so it's some sort of X-ray Lithotriptor, I'm going to say litho is usually some kind of imaging machine. So I'm yeah. going to say it's probably like radiology or something. I'm going to say that it was made up by mm. comedy writers <laughs> also working possible. on a comedy show. Well, if you're out there and you work with a lithotriptor, <laughs> ultrasonic or otherwise, write in, let us know. Call in. We're going to the phones now. <laughs> Hello, Collie, you're on the air. What's strange this is not a call. I work show. with a lithotriptor. <laughs> it's a deadly piece of equipment. I've lost both my legs and did... one of my nostrils to this device. Caller, did the fellow at Radio Shack say you were mad? <laughs> Twice. Okay, he was. He but was incidentally, calling. it was related to other things I did in store. Okay, we need to go to the news. Caller, stay, please stay on the line. We'll get you the help that you need. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. <laughs> I've got a couple more notes. They're just Burns quotes, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it, when he's describing his symptoms after he gets crushed. <laughs> yeah, Burns crushed. Organs, leaking vital fluid, slight headache, loss, loss of appetite. Of appetite. <laughs> <laughs> or even before that, just the run, sir, and he says... <laughs> Doesn't think to dive to the side. Yeah, he figured out Prometheus running decades before Prometheus. <laughs> now remove that brain and flush it down the toilet. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Also, just the actual, like, how squished to a point his neck yeah. was. Like, he looked like a human balloon. <laughs> it was excellent animation. I suppose you're wondering why you have two heads. Mm. <laughs> so, yes, now you see why I picked this one and the last one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, the ending still felt like kind of, you know, here's the lame sitcom joke that we used to just send it off, and ba, 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 that's ba. fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was an after credit sting, yeah. Exactly. It doesn't dull the cubic. Mm. No. 
spoilers. <laughs> Actually, that was an interesting parallel with this in the last episode then, wasn't it? Because mm. that ended with, yeah, see, cliche sitcom ending, and that other one started with one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Indeed. I really want to go to a, <laughs> an all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner sometime, though. That sounds amazing. <laughs> if you want to rank this segment, this segment alone, what would you give it? Cubic. I couldn't stop writing. It was amazing. It's got to be cubes. Yep, I got to agree. And it's time for a little questionnaire. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Uh, Monkey's Polworth. Four? Yes. <laughs> uh, beyond Infinite. Wow. Uh, yeah, I fucking don't know. A <laughs> hundred... Why not? Let's go with that. How were the parody elements in this episode? Phenomenal. I guess I don't know the parody reference points so well, but I feel like if I saw them, I'd know them, like, immediately. Yeah, it almost feels more like the vibe of, because, you know, the last one is definitely kind of a vibe of Frankenstein, a little bit, you know, science gone mad kind of thing. There's no specific parody. But, uh, yeah, it's still all those kind of pulpy novels shoved into one. I yeah. said I didn't know any of them. It's like, I know, I've heard of Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I assumed like... you meant, you know, on the assumption this was a specific reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, this episode would be very much the dark place to the Furies that I haven't seen. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about the horror elements? I mean, it's a board. With a nail in it. <laughs> it could end us all. No, it's actually interesting. I still think there's like some scary elements to this, but the first two kind of have fine, like, happy endings almost. Mm. Yeah. This still feels like, you know what? Those episodes, those mini episodes, they have Simpsons episode endings. Yeah. yeah. Things, they don't necessarily have a reset button usually because a lot of people are dead. <laughs> but there's still like a sort of happy, sweet, oh, I think we all learned something today kind of ending <laughs> to them, which feels like in keeping with the tenor of the show. Yeah. Whereas the other episodes that we've watched today, particularly the other tree houses, were sort of just like, I kind of just petered off and sort of went, oh, here's a generic horror ending or everyone's Whoa. dead. Whereas yeah. these were like, let's follow the formula of our own show yeah. to a T. No, absolutely. And I think especially in the Bart segment, you know, they were trying to subvert that trope where he was horrified by the happy, lovey uh, <laughs> <laughs> ending. I mean, Perfect. does anyone even die in this season, in this episode? The turkey was dry, but yeah, that's not yeah. die. <laughs> I guess the turkey had to die. Yeah. <laughs> Death count for this episode. One. One. Turkey. One. <laughs> Maybe some people in Bart's dream, but I guess none of them lived well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Jasper was turned into a dog. <laughs> ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch this one again? Oh my gosh, yes. Undoubtedly. Yeah, I'm going to watch this again too, but BT, what would you like to change? Mm, no things, I believe. I'm well. My familiarity with the source material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this uh, <laughs> episode smart. <laughs> Elliot is dumb. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, why I think these early episodes of The Simpsons are such great models for comedy writers is that so many of the jokes are dumb. Yeah. It's the same thing that I love about Zim. It's the same thing I love about Rick and Morty. It's the same thing I love about, you know, a lot of comedy shows. Futurama probably being the prime example of it. There's so many dumb, dumb jokes in it and they're almost always the best ones because they just have the right sort of, like, attachment to just making people laugh. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, like the episode where they're launching the big ball of garbage into space, and it's like a big tense moment. Strings, and Fry just misses the button with his finger. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> I think always my favorite one is something about like science has proven that alcohol makes you stupider, and Fry goes, "No, I'm doesn't." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a great show! <laughs> <laughs> it's time to rank this thing. David, your turn to go first. Cubit, baby. Cubie cubies. Mm-hmm. I'm not drawing the ring of bad. I'm just, uh, I had to make my <laughs> pen work. <laughs> and how about you, BT? Yeah, I'm going to have to cubic as well. I wasn't entirely sure watching the episode, but sitting talking about it, I'm like, I went gold cubic cubic. How could I not? It's a cubic zirconia. Yeah, I'm actually surprised because I I totally walked in on a gold, but it's one of these ones where theoretically, like the strength of the segments two and three like really mm. brought me up not to say that like segment one is dull or anything it's amazing it's just i think it might be a bit too familiar with this episode mm. that it's just total wallpaper for yeah, me when it's- something when a show is doing something irregular out of its usual wheelhouse but you've seen it so many times it just becomes regular or more specifically for me taking off the rose-colored glasses and going man moroccans might feel weird about this <laughs> <laughs> absolutely all right that'll be a unanimous cubic zirconia I wonder if, yeah, Future Treehouse will have, yeah, Untitled Goose segment. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Untitled Bart Game. (laughs) It's a gimme. All right, and it'll be the, oh my God, third Treehouse of Horrors to be entered into uh, category ranking section. Do you want (laughs) to... No, (laughs) it'll be joining uh, the other cubic unanimous sections maybe i should take this again i'm not one more time (laughs) it'll be joining tree house of horror four this is the devil and homer simpson Mm -hmm. the ned flanders is the devil one gremlin on the side of the bus Mm -hmm. and bart simpson's dracula (laughs) with the oh yeah super fun happy Happy slide slide. oh my god i love that (laughs) yeah (laughs) and also tree house of horror five with the shinning the time toaster and also the aforementioned nightmare cafeteria Mm-hmm. Yes. Cafeteria. Cafeteria. Oh, I'm glad that got unanimous cubic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Baby. That was one of our very early unanimous cubics. Mm-hmm. One of those episodes like, oh, why did we do it so early? I want to do it now. Because we didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know. <laughs> We're going to do it now. <laughs> All right. Look, that about does it for the Simpsons Index for this week. Thank you for joining us for our seventh Treehouse of Horathon. But before we get out of here, we just like to briefly mention things that we're into lately. Books, TV, film, music, movies, and video games, or anything that your heart desires. BT, what are you into? I'm going to quickly throw out, so this the Bard segment was based off of the Twilight Zone episode It's a Good Life, which is based off the short story of the same name by a guy called Jerome Bixby. So go check one of those two out. I really want to read it, actually. I'm very curious. <laughs> but you mentioned Garth Marenghi's Dark Place earlier, and I think that's going to be my recommendation. It's a weird little BBC series by a lot of people behind like the IT crowd and that kind of group, but it's, it's, it's hard to explain. It's like a parody of a bad horror TV series. And it's just so good at it. <laughs> yeah. So if you're familiar at all with... I, I likened it a lot more to Kingdom Hospital, but I'm curious mm. if... Was, was it uh, The Fury that you're talking about? Yeah, like, particularly in the first episode, there's some really direct pulls from The Fury. Like, nice. if you watch the movie side by side, you could see frame by frame I, comparisons. I, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I, I really hope you do. So I would recommend The Fury, but also, yeah, second The Dark Place recommendation. I know at least the first episode, probably some of the others are on YouTube. Mm. Get it, get it, get it. And how about your recommendations for this week? 
Oh, man. Um, otherwise, I'm getting really deep into Kurt Vonnegut at the moment. So oh, I'm reading wow. Cat's Cradle, which is really fun. Unusually, I guess, for Vonnegut. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm also listening to an audiobook of June Messiah because I am nothing if not a big old nerd, baby. <laughs> and I loved El Camino because I could watch Aaron Paul for hours on end. Perfect segue into what I've been into. Uh, El Camino I watched recently and I was super surprised. I went in with, like, not exactly low expectations, but just nervousness because. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, Breaking Bad had such a good finale. Like, mm. not that I've only read like three, five, maybe two books, but um, <laughs> you know, and none on maths. <laughs> but when you get to the end of a book and it's like, oh, oh, there's more, and it's like, oh, that was unnecessary. <laughs> um, but no, as like a prologue, it totally works. It. I think he meant epilogue. Fills in some gaps in the story and also adds a few new ones, and I think it does it marvelously. And the other recommendation as well, because it's kind of in the same vein, is the Steven Universe movie, which, again, I thought Steven Universe had such an amazing finale that capped off all the story beats and stuff from the show that I don't know how they could have then gone further, but they do tell the story of Steven. You know, it's been a couple of years. He's a little bit older now, which is interesting. It's sort of a new take on the character, like a bit more evolved. And I think the show is as well. And yeah, I had a wonderful time with it. And Steven Universe as well is such a dear show to my heart. Yeah, absolutely love it. Cool, cool. Yeah, because I like graduated from Adventure Time and it kind of seemed like, you know, everyone was saying Steven Universe is the thing to go to, which I've now noticed is in its entirety on Stan. Yeah. So easy get and I will start on that soon. Yeah. And Stan recently got the movie as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's all there ready for you. And the main creator, Rebecca Sugar, she did a lot of work on Adventure Time, wrote a lot of like the classic songs from that show as well. So yeah. The, oh, sick. Yeah, the, the DNA of Adventure Time runs deep in Steven Universe. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that is it for the Treehouse of Horathon. Thank you for joining us, David. Oh, man, it was a pleasure. Always is. And thank you, BT. It's 11.45, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's 11.42. That's amazing. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the haunted house. I'm bad at spooky voice. (laughs) You'll be sorry. (laughs) And death and stuff. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash The Simpsons Index or at Simpsons Index on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Started humming before I swallowed. <laughs> it's like, usually there's beer in the tummy right now. Why isn't this working? Um, there's your ASMR, I guess. <laughs> Mine is like the first pour from a bottle of wine. Is, uh, it's like I'm not even the biggest wine fan. That first I like satisfying wine. Glug. But g- 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 yeah, yeah, so good. <laughs> and it's something I've only noticed with wine, not so much any other bottle. Just has that right viscosity. That's that good neck. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's some good neck. My baby's got a fat neck. Oh, I thought it was gonna be my baby's got good neck. Yeah, weighing up between yeah more editing after this and going straight to bed and getting an early start on editing tomorrow. Go to morning. bed, you mentalist. <laughs> you got to get that sleep. I know, but nighttime is prime editing time. That is true. Mm-hmm. Everything else is quiet. You can 
go to playgrounds and <laughs> there are no children there to yeah. interrupt. <laughs> you edit in playgrounds? It's like I get the going to playgrounds at night, but editing there? <laughs> he does his best thinking on the swings. And it's like you said, oh, it's, it's quite... You're in a soundproof studio right now. <laughs> yeah, without a swing. I suppose I could attach one to the roof. I don't know if we had the supports in here for that. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> Man, I made the biggest mistake of um, one of my friends who just had a baby brought round and we were just sitting around like, okay, let's watch a movie at the end of the night. We're flicking through the channels. The flies on. You (laughs) didn't. And I'm like, oh, Jeff Goldblum. Awesome. Never seen the movie before. (laughs) Neither had I. (gasps) You guys know the face. (laughs) You guys know the scene that we saw. And she's like, can we change this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The scene that I'm seeing is them saying, don't call us ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from my child. Um, Do watch that movie, though, please. Oh, it's wonderful. It's incredible. Just don't watch it with a new mother, is my recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) The Oreo-like ones? Yeah, because the orange ones are just orange creams. and What's a Delta? Nothing. What's a Delta? I don't know. <laughs> Delta? I hardly know. <laughs> first, all... first try was better. It just lacked yeah, confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes if you just go through it confidently, it's fine. Exactly. Look, my stance yeah. on this as a filmmaker is that the first take is always the best take. It's the genuine take. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nothing's gonna stop me now 